0: On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will get back to calling out Star Wars leakers as they tackle a few wild rumors that popped up over on Reddit this past week. They'll also talk some new toys, including a very tamara like Jango-fed hot toy figure. Matt will highlight some of the awesomeness featured in Darth Vader Number 6 2020, and he and Nick may even talk some LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special updates after. The latest Mandalorian special look will get broken down by these two bozos, and they'll also comment on a few interviews with the cast, which hint at a possible Mando movie at some point in time. Finally, they'll wrap with this week's version of the fan segment, which will feature fan responses to their favorite Jedi and the top five fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. Yeah. Especially the main theme, like like it like the real like the like, celebratory
1: shit, like the... and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I gotta do another. There we go.
0: Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Hey! Now everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Hey now! hello 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 my friends it is matt and nick and we are back and we are ready to talk some smack listen to this i should have been a rapper don't be dissing on me or i'll punch you in your motherfucking knees you know what i'm saying get some see eminem's not the only white guy that has lyrical skills all right (sighs) all right Nick we're here we've made it another week living in the bizarro world that we live in and um, we're here to talk some Star Wars and and we actually got some legit Star Wars to talk about right we got some motherfucking Mando footage to discuss we've got some actual interview quotes from John and Pedro that are interesting about the future of Mandalorian about some of the toxic fan shit talking smack about my man Pedro in the Mandalorian uh, but we also got some bullshit to get through, you know, I mean, uh, this is the Star Wars time show. It's not like we wouldn't tackle the bullshit or just spew <laughs> our own bullshit, right? It's That's true. how we begin to roll. Um, so Nick, uh, just a few things before we get into the topics, because uh, you and I, offline, we, we kind of powwow. We're like, you know what, brother? And I was like, yes, brother. And he's like... <laughs> Uh, we 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 spend too much time at the opening of the show just kind of talking about nothing. I said, you know what, you're kind of right. <laughs> Me being a listener of the Stern show, I sometimes like just getting into just hearing about Howard's life, the staff, this that and the other thing. So I was like, you know what, Nick and I, I'm sure people at this point, a lot of you have been following us for over a year now. Maybe you'd be interested in getting a little peek behind our toilet cover that we you know put on our personal lives. Uh but apparently we've been going too long because we've been rolling out 3-hour fucking shows. Half of you are on the stream, you drop off and you come back with comments like holy shit you two bozos are still going. It's happened multiple so, times. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of an indicator that you know maybe some of the just nonsensical ramblings about the life of Matt and Nick should be cut down a bit. So we're going to work on that. Yeah, 69! Sorry, Klondike's in here today, which means uh, he's going to be triggering me with uh, Fred show drops from the Stern Show. All right. <laughs> Everybody get down! Hit the floor! Um, yes, I don't have Tourette's. So we're going to limit this this segment a bit, but... We are still going to talk about what the hell we've been doing because you never know. Maybe we'll give you an idea. Maybe we'll give you a reason to waste some money. We'll definitely give you reasons to waste some of your time. Yeah. All right. So, Nick, first and foremost, something we've been talking about on this show, uh, it seems like for months now, no, we are not being paid by Sucker Punch. (laughs) No, we are not chills for Sony. But my God, ghosts of Tsushima does not fail to impress and what am i talking about well we already know the single player is fantastic must play type of adventure but last week on october 16th for free sucker punch gave us a whole new addition to the game nick i mean we're talking essentially ghost of tsushima one and a half yeah like the mmo (laughs) Yeah, this isn't just some bullshit DLC, like you get a 30-minute mission in the campaign. It's not just a revamped New Game Plus mode, which I might add is quite nice and robust, and they give you reasons to go through the game again after you beat it. But as Nick said, they essentially, for free, 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 tacked on Destiny, I mean, we, we now have a full-on Destiny multiplayer component, sans a, an online meeting spot where you can see people jumping up and down or, like, emoting themselves, jerking each other off. That, that's really the only thing we're missing from the legend mode in Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yep. I mean, we got... Tsunami. I mean, we got... Uh, you got this thing... Nick, it's key, but is it is it pronounced Chi? I, k
1: i in the japanese dialect anyone i've heard it both ways to be honest with you like i think with um when iron fist they said chi but right. i, I Mulan they're
0: real big on chi again but yeah is k i pronounced she in in the japanese dialect or is it key uh us americans i know me and kung fu the <laughs> intern we are calling it kai this that and the other thing i, I i'm pretty sure it's not kai either way who gives a shit you got this, this, this key stuff, Nick, which is essentially uh, equivalent to light and destiny. Mm-hmm. So you got to, you got to keep playing the story missions to up your key level, which opens harder missions, which gets you better gear, which gets you better cosmetics and emotes and VFX. It's just fucking money. Yeah. All right. Money. I mean, you get uh, there's classes. You can unlock characters and classes. Each one has ranks. Every rank, you get more cosmetics to unlock. Uh, it, it's
1: very compelling, addicting type of multiplayer. That is the uh, best type of multiplayer. Is the yeah. addicting type. <laughs> and I, think I mean, dude, I'm I'm someone that
0: out. I I piss away my free time liberally. A lot of it on this dumb fucking show. Okay. Uh, to the detriment of my other hobbies, the, the toy photography, the gaming, this, that, and the other thing. Ghost from last Friday night so the 16th, I've probably sunk on average two to three hours a day. And I have not played an online multiplayer game for, for more than 30 minutes. Outside of when Nick, Nick and I did our little squadrons <laughs> test that pissed him off and he burnt the digital files because he hates it so much. Uh, yeah. I have not, I have not played online multiplayer for, for that length of time in years. And that's got it. That's got to show you a lot. That's got to tell you a lot. Hell, Nick, I'm even playing with random fucking people.
1: are you on voice communications as well
0: if they have a mic i'll I'll turn mine on because you know i'm not that big (laughs) of a jerk off anymore but i i'm not going into it like hey man you got a mic Uh, it's like you don't want to talk i don't want to talk great hopefully we can use the emotes and the limited dialogue in the game to fucking figure shit out if we need to yeah uh but dude it's just it's i don't know it's fantastic who knows how long it's gonna last i don't know if when the five gets here if i'll drop it to play something else but uh, it has overtaken squadrons, which, yes, I've, I've kept playing. I have not quit on it like Nick. Uh, that VR is still, it's something I do once a day. I have to get in squadrons once a day just to feel the thrill of piloting a tie or a, a rebel uh, squadron type of starfighter. Uh, but Ghosts of Shima. The Legends mode, two thumbs up, four thumbs up and a penis if we have to. You know what I'm saying? I have one
1: question for you, Matt. Yeah. Do you need to have finished the single player in order to like experience it properly?
0: No, because, okay. and, and here's the deal, and and I, I think I know where you're getting at, but the way Legends is broken down, my friends, is you have a quick play where it will just dump you into the story missions or the survival mode, or you can actually go in and play the story missions with up to one other player, mm-hmm. or at the survival mode with three other people. So, we knew we were getting the story missions, right? Yep i don't know about you but me and the intern when when we were playing this we we're like oh i thought we were just going to go through the main quest together it might be a little bit different this that and the other thing no 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 Th- there's a whole new i think it's like nine or ten mission long quest if you will they're they're little little missions you have to enter so it's not like a cohesive story uh, but it kind of tells a cohesive st- uh, tale once you play them all uh, but you get in and you just you're presented with different scenarios in each of the nine to ten different missions and okay. if you listen to the narrator he is kind of uh, telling a story about these ghosts that have shown up on the island to kind of bring the peace and one's a samurai one's an assassin one's a hunter and the other one's a ronin so those are your four classes but no yes. nick i i don't i mean outside of no, because they even, they even give you a tutorial to kind of clue you in on a lot of stuff you would have picked up in the main campaign. Okay. Uh, so no, I do I do not think you need to have played the campaign to enjoy Legends. Uh, you may be able to pick it up better because you'll be more familiar with the gameplay uh, because the shit gets pretty fucking uh, hairy, especially in survival mode, which is like Horde from Gears of War where you just have 15 waves of... Uh, ai coming at you and up to three other people yeah Uh, there's boss waves every five i think Uh, it's just chaotic but uh, if you want to play i I highly recommend finding someone that will play with you it obviously makes it way more fun and if you can find three people to do survival but the but the problem here is if you play with someone like the intern aka Mm -hmm. mr tico who I've seen him do this before with Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. He's a guy that, you know, if he enjoys something, he takes that throttle into fucking overdrive. Like he's hitting the the nitrous right now. Like Mm -hmm. there is no, oh, I like this. I'm going to casually play it and just progress as is. It's no, I love this. I got to get to like fucking max level today. Yeah. So (laughs) we both were on even ground dude on saturday by by sunday uh yeah sunday evening he had taken his key level from you know the teens up to like 69 and i think 80 is max (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) so it is a game like destiny to where he no longer wants to play with me because my level's not high enough to get good gear that he would actually need. So, yeah, he, yeah. so what I'm saying, find someone that uh, will play with you and, and possibly stick at your pace. And if they do progress, they'll still want to play with, play with your uh, lowly gear having ass. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Um. Yeah. I may <laughs> jump back <laughs> into it. I think the, I think the issue that I ran into with ghosts and I don't know that you may get this same way too, Matt is with games like that where it's like completely open world and, Gamers are, you know, very OCD and they tend to not just follow direct storylines. You try to do everything in an area like I did so much in the first act of the game that I mean, I essentially played the first act of the game for nearly 25 hours and I just burned myself out. But, oh, sorry. So that's kind um, of-
0: yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I luckily did not experience that with Ghost because I just I fucking loved it. I mean, it was. All right, I just dumped 30 hours into the first island. How can I dump another 30? I mean, I was looking at ways to prolong uh, the single player, and, and I still didn't 100%. It. I mean, the intern, 100% of the motherfucker, so I think he did, like, all the pickups, all this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you you got to finish it, Nick. This is one game, I, I think... You, you shouldn't torch, you should not delete, and you, oh, you yeah. owe it to your inner gamer to complete before the year is out.
1: I, I love this game, and if there is one that I'm going to be, because I haven't even ordered a PS5 game yet, like I have, I ordered the PS5 itself, but I don't have an actual PS5 game pre-ordered, so when I get it in, more than likely I'm just going to be playing Ghosts on it, finish tlo U2, The Last of Us 2 on it, and then move into something else from there. But, but really what's kind of sucked up my time, at least for the last night, was I, I you know, told everybody on the stream last week that I'm, I really started feeling like playing Star Wars The Old Republic <laughs> MMO again and I resubscribe hey, people to- I,
0: i'm not kidding like th- this guy was shell-shocked from star wars squad dude i
1: i hated it and i was like, like
0: sh- shell-shocked i mean he he can't even play ghost he he's i'll let him finish but he's essentially uh he, he is reversing his gaming
1: yeah like i needed a he's good, regressing
0: he's going back years i
1: needed a good star wars experience to play again <laughs> so i was like okay well you know all of the talk about valkorian on the last podcast got me really interested uh, yeah in- actually finishing the knights of the fallen empire knights of the eternal throne storyline and then you also have some another expansion after that called onslaught so i was like all right you know what the game is free anyway so i don't have to you know i've already owned it i owned it (laughs) since it released and it's only 15 bucks to play for a month so i'll drop 15 dollars and then i'll play it for a month and if i want to play it again i'll just pay another 15 bucks so I I started doing that. I picked up my good old Sith Marauder, or my dual lightsaber guy and started playing through the story again. Um and I you know, I've been really enjoying it. I actually got one of my friends that I work with to pick it up too so we may start playing some some actual MMO stuff in the in the near future. So that that's kind of been you know, my my gaming experience at least from last night till today i even played it a little bit you uh, know what nick i'm not
0: gonna lie like all that all that uh eu stuff kind of got me interested as well and i actually oac reached out to me with some videos to watch for swotor yeah bro i mean he sent me. there's like six days worth of videos
1: dude it's really like how,
0: how much content is in that fucking game
1: oh i mean look Here's the, here's the thing is, like, if you, if you want to play, you can play for free. Like, you can play the the base game and the first two expansions at this point completely free. Okay. You can, you can go on Steam. You can download it. I think it has a Do I still client.
0: need to, to spend the, 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 the $15? No.
1: Free, free. It is no subscription required. Huh. And you just play through the story. Like, the storyline for the first 50 levels of every class on both sides is a unique storyline that has decision making just like i mean to a little bit of a lesser degree than like you know mass effect or something like that that came later on but to a very similar degree as it was in the original kotor games you choose to play darker light and you know you you choose your subclasses like if you want to play a tank class if you want to play a dps class you want to play a healer class and each each so like your sith warrior your sith assassin your imperial agent and your bounty hunter all have unique single-player storylines to play through for the first fifty levels. So, I mean, so that, I mean,
0: are they getting all their own story cutscenes, or is, is oh, the yeah, overarching story, story okay? Story well, then, then that's pr-
1: and everything, dude. So,
0: I mean, I'm telling you, OAC literally sent me days and days and day. I mean, I could be sitting here. Like a clockwork orange with my eyes fucking pegged open. Yeah. You know, watching SWOTOR <laughs> videos. And I still think by next week's show, I would not be caught up yet.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of it. And, you know, even after the first 50 levels, there is still continuing storylines, like really good storylines for you to continue to play in either, uh, you know, a solo capacity or along with uh, a group of people. But it's not it's less like focused on your individual class okay. choice. All right. So, I mean, there's, I, just, a I of really need content. like
0: a fucking cliff's notes or, or a, an hour to two hour long recap video. So if someone mm-hmm. wants to make that, write it up and then read it to me like a little baby. Let me know.
1: Yeah. So right. it's, it's a very good game. It's free on steam. Now, if any of you are interested <laughs> in playing just the first 50 levels, like I said, is, is, is basically a an incredible single player experience to go through at least 8 times you could do it four times four brand new stories on the dark side four brand new stories on the light side and that covers that's that's at least I'm going to say this right now this is a, that's at least 85 hours worth of content for free um so something oh, to think right, about well, for those of you who want it i'll and, add
0: that to the pile of shit i want to do but never will do never will it. do. It's, it's it's good to think about but it just probably won't happen but yeah. all
1: right the other thing um, that that popped up for me was uh i voted i voted last week so for those of you who are in the united states i think early voting may have ended in most places but um if no, it hasn't,
0: I, I know at least where i'm at it lasts a day up until the actual election day. Okay, yeah.
1: So you have to check in your local areas. I think in, I th- actually I think in in Texas it ends on October thirtieth. Um. So check in your local areas. Go vote early. It it takes less time than if you would go out on the day. Um, well, I, it
0: depends where you live. I'm, I'm assuming you live in a somewhat white neighborhood, so you probably have more than one location, oh, no. and you're not, no, you're not waiting <laughs> not, in like in, twelve in, hour I lines like Texas, people in Georgia. So.
1: <laughs> so I, I, I live in Texas, so there is li- they, like the state governor literally put in a mandate to where you could only have
0: I know like, it's great one it's polling great. location or you something love like it. that
1: within a certain amount of you area. You have to so.
0: love active voter suppression in a democracy. Yeah. It's fantastic. So I mean, <laughs> but, but even like for, for,
1: for me, it only took me and Taylor like 20 minutes to go through the line, uh, get the vote done. Um, so go out there. If you're in the United States, go vote. Um, All right. Get it done. That's it. That's it for me. I had something. What the
0: hell was it? It was actually somewhat important, too. Fuck. Oh, well. It doesn't <laughs> matter, obviously. It's been, it's been deleted here. It has been deleted here.
1: Mind erased.
0: Bye-bye, brain. Shit. What was it? It was like a good PSA, too. Oh, well, if it comes back to me, we'll see. Otherwise, it is in the ether that is known as the dead space in between my two ears. <laughs> Um, no, oh, I did. I got some new toys. Here he is. This Master Chief from One Thousand Toys. Highly recommend if you got the cash. Mm-hmm. If you got the cash, go for it. Otherwise, those where the Jazzwares. Those are looking pretty good too. <sighs> fuck, man. I know it was something important, but it, it just is not going to make it. If it pops back it, up in the middle of the show, you can just shout yeah, it out. It's so. not coming to me. It is just it's Gonzo, Gonzo. It had nothing to do with politics either. What the fuck was it? Oh, well. All right. Let's get into it, man. Uh, first off, I'm going to do a little PSA for a member of the community, also a fan of the show. If you see here on your screen, got a graphic up here from Hans Greedo. Those of you in the know, if you're in the toy photography scene, I'm sure you have seen uh, Hans Greedo out there uh, sharing stuff. But uh, hit me up. There's an event going on. and It's actually it's funny. It's literally right down the street from me. Uh, here in columbus ohio but this sounds like something that those of you that are into collecting toys photography let's say photography with toys this may be an opportunity if you're in the area to do something interesting okay you can see it like i said it up on the screen right now but it's a casting call and here's what it says a production company seeks game show contestants Do you have an eye for photography? Do you have a collection of toy action figures? Do you just want to be on TV? That's me. What is going on? Pro TV Media and Reber Video, with the help of Ohio HD Video, will be holding a casting call slash audition for an upcoming TV show. This production is for a non-union pilot. All ages are welcome. Over 18 only. The open call is from 9 a.m. east to 12 noon east on October 22nd. So if you're listening live right now and you can't do the math, that is one, two days from now, which would make it Thursday. Uh, It is going to be COVID-19 regulated. All right. I made sure to ask about that because now they asked if I was going to come down. I will not be going down because I will have to be doing some real work. Mm. Not this type of shit. Some real work. Uh, but I think we've shared this uh, at Hans Greedo on Instagram has all the details, uh, but it's going down here in two days. If you're listening on the audio only version and you're listening on the first day it comes out, then it's a day from now. Yeah. If you're
1: listening late on the audio version only, shame on you. You're you're too late. I, I yeah. will say, Matt, that at the bottom it says, "If I don't know what your availability looks like on Thursday, but you can schedule an audition from anytime from 1230 to 5 p.m. So if you're open later in the day on Thursday, you can call and schedule. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see
0: um, what type of student issues I have to deal with. But Thursday is a is a heavy lifting day for dealing with all my lovely students in my three sections of intro to hypertext markup language. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there you go. There's a the plug. And I am full of gas today. It is Sarlacc time show uh all right buddy so we always try to leave with toys if we got them and in this week luckily there's only two yep uh, you can tell even i'm starting to get burnt out on the toys when i start combining <laughs> toy, toy <laughs> posts that really shouldn't be combined uh, i mean I, i'm talking straight up a hot toys figure lumped in with a vintage collection figure well, it's also type like this post. fucking
1: hot toys figure is not coming out for two years Right. Like, and hey, you know what?
0: I kept it in the family at least, right? They're yeah. both Fets, so true. So it, uh, they fit together, right? I mean, there, there's a line we can draw somewhere to connect these to make them fit in the same article. But anyways, uh, last week we got new reveals for the Hot Toys Django Fett, which is going to be a six scale version of Tamara Morrison. Obviously, if you're looking at the image right now in the live stream, just a fucking fantastic likeness Mm -hmm. to the Kiwi, Uh, but we also got revealed a a pretty high-end looking TVC version of Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi, and that's the little guy I have pulled up on the stream right now. So, uh, Nick, this this Boba, I, I mean, we can sit here and go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because we are looking at a digitally rendered version yes of the character at this size um but i'll be honest with you just knowing what hasbro is doing now with the tvc and you know i i got the the 501 clones in hand and have taken them out of the box and have looked them over i i've got no doubt that hasbro can now create this type of quality at the little eensy weensy three and three quarter inch scale so this boba fett if printed it looks like this will be probably the greatest looking uh three and three quarter inch figure of all time
1: yeah i mean it's it's pretty fucking like when when you showed me these pictures when i kind of clicked through them and not knowing scale i was like oh wow it's just another you know 112 scale boba fett looks good but like knowing it's 118 scale pretty awesome so uh, very clean right. looking figure there like you said though if it actually comes out looking like that cuz digital renders always look fucking good so
0: <laughs> yeah of course i mean if you can't make a digital render look good which i'm not going to lie hasbro fucks those up too just look at dark side rays <laughs> digital render from she was like uh, a little fuzzy <laughs> yeah a few weeks back it looks a little wonky but uh, this one looks fantastic, and like I said, I mean, as long as they maintain and, and continue to increase the quality, like we've been seeing, th- those five hundred one clone, the the, the three pack, and I know they're, I think, single carded now. Uh, it, it is absolutely insane what you're getting now. And these little uh, figures that, that truly, I mean, you could fit three of them in your hand. Uh, I mean, it's a scale I initially collected for years and years and years. I mean, it, I've only been collecting the, the larger scales for about two to three years now. Uh, I gave up on the little stuff because they were about as, as basic looking as Funko pops. I mean, you could move their arms up and down straight. I mean here, look at this mall I got on the live stream. Love this little mall, but I mean literally his his arms go out like this. And his legs do that. So you got about four points of articulation and a turning head. Uh, I kind of got away from him, but seeing what they're doing now. And, you know, Nick, they're making those sets. They're making that the Tanty four hallway from a new hope. They made the Bespin uh, carbon freezing chamber being someone that pretends he likes to do toy photography. (laughs) Still, those types of uh, collectibles are, are seeming to be a little more, uh, um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe something I could get into these well, days. I mean, they have the, the one
1: eighteen scale Razor Crest as well for the Hazlab project, and if Boba Fett ends up being and sees the two know, of Mando, you could do a little team up there. There so. you go.
0: Now now Nick is he's becoming <laughs> the the third person that is pushing me over the edge with this addiction. Uh, You know, I did good last week. I canceled some of those Back to the Future things. I I held off on pre-ordering the Samurai uh, Mando. I didn't pre-order this uh, soon-to-be Django Hot Toys we're going to look at. I'm getting better. I, I think the realization sitting in that uh i currently have almost four thousand dollars in hot toys pre-orders coming out over the next year year and a
1: half that is fucking crazy (laughs) and that's on top
0: of already having about that much here and it's 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 starting to a little bit of weight coming down on the soul nick
1: yeah yeah a little
0: bit like oh my god what what have i done like uh, we're talking down payments on cars college tuition and it really is it's I've bungle fucked the toy hobby so much now that it's increased the buying, but because of the increased collecting and the more items coming in, it's making the, the toy photography hobby even itchier for myself. Yeah. I feel it's like, like you, you more toys to- in, more toys to shoot, the stress just starts to compound and I fucking shut down.
1: Yeah. I feel like you need to uh, trade the six scale for the one-eighteenth scale. That way- at least if you're collecting things without taking pictures of them they're smaller so you have more room for them <laughs> right. and, yeah, and they're, they're, they're like way cheaper. less expensive <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's just it's like i
0: am in a vicious cycle right now of i love the expensive stuff and I I want to shoot it, but I have such a backlog of new toys sitting on my table. I mean, look at this guy sitting here, Master Chief. I just got the uh, full Beskar figure arts Mando and the Child. I mean, it just it it it, it it's never ending. It, it's I've I've completely fucked myself. So I need to slow down on the ooh, it's new. It's going to complete a
1: wave, instant buy without even thinking about it. That shit has to stop. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as somebody who has been with you through this addiction for many years at this point i mean at first it was so it's so crazy because at first when we started recording the show you were still doing pops like you were just you were a pop guy oh, i
0: loved it uh, yeah and you you would have thought toy photography was my favorite thing to do in yeah, life now so you, it's
1: you, and now it's like it's it's the bane of your existence Dude, I, i'm not kidding I, i'll walk up.
0: last week you know i i put in a long day of of academic work and I walk up. My dad, my dad comes. So I knew Charlie would would have someone to watch him. I could probably do something that I wanted to do. Right? I could I could do the toys. And I'm literally upstairs, pacing back and forth. Like, should I do toys? Should I should I shoot toys? No. Well, if I shoot them, what am I going to do? What am, what am I going to set up? Should I do the hot toy? Well, the hot toy looks better. It'll be easier to shoot. Should I do that? Well, but you had this figure first. This figure came in before this figure. You know, first in, first out. Fuck. And it's just like, okay, what am I doing with my life? All right.
1: Yeah. Their so anyways, neuroticism people, is really eating away. Yeah, I think it, it really
0: is. It, it's affecting the artistic process. I think that's why I'm kind of stuck in a rut with not being able to think beyond just portrait photography. Uh, yes, limit what I got. We're getting some good feedback from the live stream here. I, I'm with you people. H Green, he's also saying taking toy photos stresses him out. See, <laughs> this it starts off harmless right people it starts off harmless but then like any other drug once you get that taste in the addiction and you are getting some of that feedback and people are saying hey you actually look like you know what you're doing and you're going well i don't think i do but if he does i better keep doing more and then you end up like me and you just spend thousands of dollars and literally lay them on a table as if you spent two cents on them (laughs) All right, so uh, moving on from my worries here. So that's the TVC Fett looking great. Hasbro definitely doing wonders with that scale. Uh, but this guy, Nick, I'm not going to lie, a, a fucking epic, fantastic-looking Hot Toys figure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want a miniature Tamara Morrison, this is all you need. It's just a fantastic likeness to the man. Uh, and I'll even tell you, it's a great-looking figure. At this point, though fuck Mandalorian hot toys. Like I, I got enough. I got two Boba Fetts. I'm going to have two, two Mandos. It, it's like it's it, enough is enough. For the yeah. most part, they all look the same, except they changed their goddamn color scheme.
1: Exactly. I was going to say, if you have Boba, you have Django. <laughs> the only difference is the colors and the fucking little. Actually, that's it. It's just the fucking colors. And look, this is what this is what toy developers do. they, They take one figure that they can iterate on a thousand times and they just keep releasing it. They keep releasing it. This is exactly why we told everybody who voted for commander Cody in the archive collection that you're dumb because it's all like clones are so easy. You should have taken advantage of the ability to choose something that is a little bit more unique than just a Princess Leia in a bikini. Yeah. For example. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean like, yeah, it's, like, at this point, I don't I don't even think that we should say with Hot Toys, like, it looks amazing. Hot Toys always look amazing. Is it worth the money to buy this if you're not extremely rich? No, it's not. Like, if you're not going to photograph it, if you're not using it for something that you're really passionate about, it's really not worth getting. Because all it's going to do is sit on a shelf and then lose value. So... I don't know. These, man. Uh,
0: now I remember what I was going to say. Nick finally he, he finally re- reminded me. And by the way, all you in the in the live stream chat saying, oh, I'm not gonna. I've always wanted hot toys. I haven't done it yet. Or I only got one. I'm just going to stay at one. You're all full of shit. I'm telling you right now, once you get started, once you have one of these in hand, specifically din like the din, I, I put him to bed. He's had two photo shoots. He's done. I want to like take him to bed I want to take him on car rides with me I want him to be my friend like that's how amazing these things look once you get them so my advice don't get in the hot toys unless you're ready to go down that fucking rabbit hole because you will be chasing that fucking dragon for the rest of your life but back to my point on value These guys will retain value, Nick, because they're not mass-produced. They do get EOL'd, and there's only a certain amount of inventory out there in the wild. But also, they're Star Wars figures, and Star Wars fans are assholes. Yeah. Okay? We will overpay just to (laughs) check that little emotional box of, uh, I just was reminded of my childhood, even though I just spent $500 on a $250 figure. So... I'm not worried about that, but I still haven't gotten to the point why I have a, a newfound sense of I'm not that big of an asshole for collecting toys. Uh, I, I think I've been talking about how I'm starting to get rid of Funko Pops, not Star mm. Wars yet, all the other ones. Yeah. Uh, my wife, has; she's kind of taken the reins with this, uh, even more so now because she started to see what is happening, and I was wrong. <laughs> Funko Pops... <laughs> are are great for making money. I think we've sold 30 30 total pops for $1200 now.
1: Jesus Christ. Okay?
0: <laughs> 30 pops. Pops when I were when I first start buying, them, I think they're $10 pop, no more than $15 pop. I will admit I assholed out on a few and did the eBay thing and way overpaid. Like, there's one. There's the Man of Steel and Batman double set from SDCC fifteen, I believe. I, I, I over I spent two hundred fifty dollars on it. It's a fucking thirty dollars set. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna lose a little bit on that. But think about that: thirty pops, twelve hundred dollars.
1: Can't argue with that. So I now, have
0: over five hundred of these things.
1: Well, you you should make back all the money that you have. <laughs> wasted on the the hot toys now and knowing well well, nick don't
0: you can't say that out loud because heather thinks that all this money she sees she's like oh look at this i I can do home projects and shit i'm like oh yeah you can (laughs) yeah except i already have 3400 dollars in pre-orders
1: yeah so. so 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 here's what i've heard from matt when i actually get into a space where i am starting to make money and i can like buy some extraneous things i'm just gonna start buying hot toys and becoming a scalper 110 percent i'm gonna buy them when they come out i'm gonna hold them for two weeks until they're sold out and i'm gonna sell them for 800 bucks well no i mean
0: learn this is what you (laughs) should do not even not just not the hot toys you need to learn how to create checkout cart bots or write scripts that can kind of break a site's bots uh cart system because where where these assholes make their money, it's not necessarily on these big, beautiful ones. These really are kind of long-term, hot toys, uh, standard Funko Pop shit like that. Where the, the flippers, and the reason they do this shit, Nick, is because they'll take advantage of assholes like me. And, and the FOMO feeling on, you know, we've talked about, we've bitched about it multiple times on this show. When you have like a retailer exclusive, yeah. So what, what you need to do is get good at that shit. So <laughs> when Target does their next exclusive Star Wars figure, you go in, you snack up like 10 of them, and then ask upwards of 300 to 400% markup on eBay. Yeah. And just do that. That's where you make your money. This stuff, you, you, I wouldn't push you there because you'd have to sit on it for a few years uh, to see a return. And that, that's really what I'm getting on the Pops. And the crazy thing with the Pops, dude... We're only going through like my 2015 and 16 so far. We haven't even gotten (laughs) to the 2010 when when the line started. Yeah, like the older
1: ones. Wow. Okay, well, there you go. Matt's making some money. I was
0: was impressed. I I really thought the pops would be, I would have to give them away. But nope, there's motherfuckers spending at least $10 a pop. Yes, we have some shipping costs uh, with, with packaging and whatnot, but fuck that. Fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> sell them things yeah. if I start selling my Star Wars pops get out of here I'm gonna fucking retire I mean there's some Star Wars Funkos apparently going for fifteen hundred dollars that I have so
1: yeah I would sell that in a heartbeat <laughs> get the fuck rid of that thing exactly but, um, it was funny
0: the interns like hey man if you start selling Star Wars pops I'm never talking to you again because I'm the one that got him addicted to this shit It's like hey you know live and learn sometimes <laughs> we grow up and we move on I've, I've moved on to the art art pieces yeah all right, man. So uh, that's that for the toy collecting segment of this episode. Um, but word of advice, don't be me. Okay. That's the lesson learned from that segment. Don't be me. Okay. I think everyone knows that, right? Yeah. Because four <laughs> inches is fine. All right, Nick. So uh, up next, we had a, an update on the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Right, we got yes. a few more details about this. We learned that three Star Wars movie actors will be reprising their roles in the special, which is set to air on Disney Plus on uh, what November 17. Mm-hmm. First off, though, we got to look at the poster that they issued. I love this poster. It's, it's so so, so on brand for <laughs> Lego Star Wars. I yeah. mean, really, Lego anything. It's perfect uh those of you that can't see it it, it's literally a poster of a little severed lego minifigure hand with a bow on it and it says to luke from your father
1: yeah i mean that's (laughs) all it is that's all it is just a red background with that on it Uh, perfect i mean really i love it
0: i mean and that just that just goes to show you that that this lego star wars holiday special say what you will about the sequel and its characters as long as you're not a jerk off You're going to enjoy this. You're going to smile. You're probably going to have a laugh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cheeky. Okay. And and we know that just from this poster.
1: This is going to be far better than the original holiday special.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, But we also learned that we're getting three of the movie actors as well as a few of the animated voice actors. So the the three movie actors are none other than big bad Billy D. Williams himself. Nice anthony daniels because of course yeah i mean he's literally anthony you gotta love the guy he's mr star wars he i'm i hope the dude never hired an agent because he's only done c-3po's entire career because he's only needed to do c-3po his entire career because he's literally gotten himself into everything that has c-3po in it and good for him i ain't hating on a man trying to make a living it's just, I hope he doesn't pay for a management team because they're not doing anything for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? I totally agree. Uh,
0: I mean, let's be real. It, it, of course, they're going to ask Anthony Daniels to voice C3PO. It's like, but what else has the he, man done?
1: Anthony needs to be like the, the next... Uh, Richard Attenborough or David Attenborough, whichever one does the like the voiceover of all these nature shows. Yeah, there you go.
0: Right. Because it always, it, it always sounds better and more intelligent when British people do that type of stuff.
1: Exactly. Like if, if, if we need somebody to do those shows moving forward, it needs to be Anthony Daniels. He doesn't have quite as deep of a voice as whatever Attenborough does it, but he has a perfect delivery oh, almost yeah. I like mean, a the sing-song quality to his voice of course so. i
0: mean the guy is um really he used to be one of the main mcs at the early star wars celebrations i've i think episodes and episodes ago I, i've talked about how me and stunt buddy went to celebration 2 in indianapolis yeah just like two degenerates i mean fucking <laughs> dressed up like jedi cosplaying when no one cosplayed uh, just cutting in lines that people waited in for days and, and one of them was uh, MC'd by, uh, Anthony here. And I think it was for, for George, uh, but to warm up the crowd, he's going around asking people questions and he came right up to me and I was a little bit out of my mind, you know, maybe on like planet X. <laughs> uh, and, and he's like, Hey, how you doing? He's like, you're not afraid of me, are you? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like I just deadpan looked at him and it, it was actually a pretty fun moment. Cause I, I don't think he was expecting me to, uh, not play with, play around with what he was trying to do. Like, I just came out, because I was I was a little bugged out. I was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? C3PO's talking to me right now. What the? F-? And I was like, no, man, I'm not afraid of you. Get away. And it's like everyone was laughing, but it was fun. But uh, we can talk about those stories at a later date. That was still one of the most... Uh, raw and unique star wars fan experiences i've ever had as a as a young young man i think i would have been what twenty twenty two. 22 when did clone no 2001 was when clones came out no yes. 2002 yeah 2002
1: yeah, yeah, so, yeah celebration 2 was like
0: anyways yes i have a i have a a personal interaction with the great anthony daniels but uh the last character or the last actor we have not mentioned yet is none other than kelly marie tran yes so uh she's getting another spin behind rose tico uh i'm thinking the quote we get in here from james Waugh, who's the ep of the lego star wars holiday special uh, she has a really prominent role throughout the story. This story works in an A B way. The A story is on Kashyyyk, where Ray, Poe, Rose, and Finn are trying to create the greatest life day party ever for Chewie and his family. It's- then the B story is Ray going off to seek knowledge at the Jedi Temple, that takes her across the movie's history. Rose's role in this it Rose's role in this it too really takes charge. She basically saves the day in many ways. Uh, We wanted to make sure we got a lot of Kelly in, as Rose was going to be an essential part of whatever the Resistance Heroes' future was going to be after episode nine, and she was a blast to work with. So. Um, I mean, it wasn't a great sounding quote. I'm not that dumb. That is how it is that's written. That's
1: how James Waugh said yeah. it. Or Excuse that's how me. whoever at EW wrote it.
0: Right. <laughs> so, it, it's like reading the feedback from some of you morons. Dude, I,
1: I listened <laughs> to the podcast from last week and me reading those responses and I was struggling, <laughs> but I blame it completely on you guys because you uh, don't know yeah. how to. We do. We, we end up sentences. sounding
0: like we didn't make it through first grade English.
1: We're like, I know, right? beep bop. Boo, doo, doo. Like Matt and I ba, are both ba. college graduates and me, we can't me read like, the Instagram sentences you send yeah. us. <laughs> me like Sith, Sith bad. <laughs> Me like Sith kill Jedi good. Um, but yeah, and in terms of the uh, animated actors that are coming back, I mean, it's hey, basically- Nick, first
0: off, like I'm going to go here is this is this a maya culpa to Callie Marie Tran? Like, is this them trying to throw her the smallest of dog bones over? I don't. Apparently, think so. getting her role, I, I think they likely
1: offered these roles to basically <laughs> everybody who was in the show. They probably like half-heartedly made an offer to to Daisy, John, and Isaac. Okay. Just be like, hey, look, guys, it's I know it's voiceover, um, but it's it's a holiday special. Do you want to be involved? No? Okay, thanks. They probably threw it out to everybody who was gonna be in it. And um, you know, Kelly probably Was the only one to accept? Yeah, they
0: just—I mean, you know, Billy—he's going to take a check. Why not?
1: I mean, Billy's also eighty-something years old. Billy's like, you know what, man? I like—I like Lando. I like doing this shit. So fuck it, I'm going to do it. Um, Matt Lanter is also returning as Anakin Skywalker. He was the voice of Anakin in Clone Wars. Tom Kane is going to be playing Yoda and Qui-Gon Jinn. So Qui-Gon's going to be in it. Um, James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi he is coming back as well and Dee Bradley Baker is going to be all the clone troopers so everybody <laughs> who played those roles in Clone Wars uh, uh, will be reprising their role the,
0: the, the live stream is, is, is live as they say today they've been good I, I've had more than a few just random laughs at some of the nonsense they're going but here we got Nico words am hard yes uh, Joe me like type words and shit yeah I mean that that's us so uh, Amisha no we, we, I can barely even read words and shit so when you guys are actually giving us shit that are supposed to be words it gets very confusing up in my head yes uh, but I, I i do i do like that they grab some movie actors for this it always makes the lego stuff a little more authentic uh, like you there at this point uh, you know they're not even calling john boyega yeah no, John uh, and, is and out of i'm, there. I'm I don't think they're even trying the other two because they've all have come out after Tross and essentially said, yeah, Star Wars, peace. Yeah, it's like, thanks for
1: the opportunity, but I will be moving <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah, it's pretty
0: much thanks. We thought it was going to be magical and change our lives, but it ended up kind of sucking and see ya.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it is nice to see these three back though. Like you said, Anthony Daniels will always be down for C-3PO and uh, it's nice to see Callie back behind the Rose character as well. So, uh, should be fun. November seventeenth is when it drops on Disney Plus. So if you're, if for some reason, you're not subscribed already ahead of the Mandalorian, uh, make sure you're subbed up even uh, for the holiday special. Which so. is a
0: little over a week away, by the way, my friends.
1: Yeah, Mando, ten ten days, ten days away. So. We're
0: getting there. I think next week we may have to do some sort of
1: Mando prep show.
0: Yeah, like a like a list of or uh, guesses, predictions, that type of shit. Yeah. Uh, we did get some screens from the special. It looks like Rey will be sporting her yellow saber as she's dueling with Vader. Yep. Uh looks like uh, Lando will be teaming up with Janna again So and Naomi
1: Aki is not even back as Janna.
0: No. And uh Maz will be in there. <laughs> it looks Kanata. like uh, Chewie's big daddy.
1: Yeah, Chewie. Wicked. You got Wicket's some of the gonna- uh some of the uh the off world. Yeah, off world Jawas was there How about as well. that? So. is that greedo's dirty ass i was wondering if that's greedo but he looks a little bit more gray and not well, maybe maybe he's older
0: right maybe they, they they dug his ass up and he's it's weekend at greedo's now yeah i
1: know they're just they're just burning him he's just carrying him around like this but uh yeah it's good to see all
0: max these. rebo's back there
1: oh yeah he is behind the the drums
0: yeah, they said, I mean, it's spanning, I think, all, all nine movies. Skywalker films. So you should get an eclectic mix of, of characters. Yeah. Uh, something coming through on the stream here. I, I did see this, but I guess we'll announce it since it is somewhat quasi uh, Lucasfilm-ish, sort of not related. But uh, Willow, everyone knows the Willow movie. I think that was who, Ron Howard? yes. Uh, Did that with our buddy uh, Warwick Davis. Davis, Uh, But they did. They just put out there on the wires, and this is official: that Willow will is getting a Disney Plus series. Yeah, that
1: had kind of been bumping around the internet for a little while, so it's good to see that it is official now. And I think that that Warwick is coming back, right, Warwick?
0: I would hope so, considering he he was one of the main characters, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he he was basically. I need to watch that movie again because I watched that movie.
0: Yeah, I watch it, you know, obviously when it came out and I was young and I probably thought it was great. I need to now see it like, it, was it good or is it kind of, you know what I'm talking about. There there are some movies from the 80s and 90s that don't really hold younger, up well. Yeah, you, you were probably like, these, these are fucking great. But when you watch it now, you're like, hey. Hoo. Yeah,
1: I mean, so, I mean, if you look at the cast from back in the day, you know, they had some good names. In it, like Warwick played Willow, so he was the the title character. Um, then Val Kilmer was in it. I was going to say, isn't
0: Val Kilmer in this shit? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then after that, you kind of, Kevin Pollack was in it, which if you, you know, are familiar with eighties, nineties films, you know, who Kevin Pollack is. Um, and after that, it's kind of, it gets into, you don't really know who these players are anymore. I believe some of the children in the show ended up becoming like bigger actors in Hollywood, but I don't know. Yeah. who any of them are necessarily but it, it
0: was i mean I, i'm not gonna say it was like a blockbuster it's just kind of yeah. one of those uh eclectic 80s 90s types of movies uh real fantastical i, I mean it's on disney plus i just need to fire it up I, i've been kind of going through old shit on that anyways this weekend i threw up uh the rocketeer
1: okay yeah
0: i'm not sure why i mean i still kind of like it i love the music it has a great score like it's just one of those movies that has a really nice theme to it um, but, it, I mean, it, its its visual effects are, are rough at this point. I mean, it's it's not CG, right? So it's still yeah. trying to do that rotoscoping type <laughs> of stuff with the flying. Uh, but I, I really, I mean, I think one of the reasons I brought it up was just to see the um, the scene that Heavy Mando provides an homage to in, in S1E3 of The Mandalorian when he flies up and salutes. Yeah. I mean, that is 100% a nod to... Uh, An exact mirrored scene in the Rocketeer.
1: Yeah. Ah, All right, man. So good stuff there. New holiday special. I mean, we, we all kind of thought this might be coming down the pipe, especially uh, once Disney got it. And, especially more especially once John Favreau said that he would want to do it unfortunately yeah, I know. I, and there's attached people to it, but. I,
0: I think it was it was Spencer who got all butt hurt that they, they opted for a lego animated version versus letting I, John have a crack at it but
1: I'm, but like who I, are you going to like you can't make it with anybody if you're going to do live action Luke, like Mark Hamill's not coming back Daisy Ridley's not coming back is not coming back, Oscar, like all of these actors who would have been integral to making a holiday special live action aren't gonna do it. No. Carrie's dead, you know, it, it it's too hard to do it now because nobody is gonna be there. Like with the original holiday special. You still had all your core. You had your core three still there.
0: I know you You might be able to get Harrison back if he keeps getting in trouble with his planes. Like, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> I don't know how recent this is, but I think he just illegally like crossed a runway in front of a commercial jet because he didn't he didn't fucking hear the uh, traffic control. He was right probably
1: way. just stoned. Like you know that he gets high and he flies. like <laughs> uh, so oh, man, I, I do
0: love Harrison. I love him. I he's know. just he is a unique dude. Yeah. considering like the major roles and characters he's played. Uh, just the animosity he, he has towards most of them is just it's it, it that's what makes him authentic. And the fact that in real life the motherfucker has saved at least three or four people in either a helicopter or a plane and has crashed yeah. a plane at least three or four times. Just walk and lived. the fuck
1: away from it. That's another
0: literally, he just fucking like crashed on a golf course. He crashes in like home development. He's yeah. fucking great.
1: Dude, he really he, is he, I mean, Han Solo. I guess well. that just goes to show you that this motherfucker really <laughs> is a good pilot. <laughs> like, because if you can crash uh, and just walk away, you know that yeah. you crashed well. So he knows
0: how to he knows how to crash. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah. All uh, right, my friend.
0: Yeah. So uh, Star Wars comic time. It, it, it's comic recap time with your buddy Matt here. And boy, oh boy, did we get a, a, a special one last week in the form of Darth Vader number six, twenty twenty. Um, so this just like the the proper star wars run this issue is kicking off a whole new narrative thread nick and wow oh wow what what a way to kind of kick off a new darth vader story um i mean my title should should speak volumes uh basically this is how i recap this issue and if you don't want any spoilers tune out for a few minutes but uh, Darth Vader number six here we go uh, here's my title this is how I envisioned this issue this was the main thing Palpatine brutally tortured Vader after he failed to bring Luke to the dark side during Empire Strikes Back Yeah,
1: that was a pretty hardcore title and, and,
0: and brutally is an understatement like <laughs> I, I'm talking the worst type of torture in fiction and in non-fiction uh, I mean beheading someone would be more humane than what she did to our buddy anakin in this issue wow. it is just brutal i mean you get to see exactly why last week people were putting palpatine up as the top sith of all time nick he not only showed you his his uh just mental powers of fuckery but he even broke out some of his force powers and showed us that just because he looks like he should be in an old age home does not mean that he cannot fuck up the former chosen one as if he were just doing some practice i mean he didn't even fucking break a sweat palpatine wow and 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 just broke down his apprentice literally and figuratively to pieces all right so here we go uh uh, really the 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 best canon this added to the star wars universe is what palpatine does to vader i mean he cripples his ass and drops him off on mustafar right where he found the dead anakin all right so you want you want to talk about fucking with your apprentice you want to talk about trying to get someone on the angry side again i think palpatine knows a thing or two about that so um the issue literally kicks off with you see an outside shot of what is now palpatine's palace but we know it to be the jedi temple and nick it it looks like it looks like lightning has come down from the heavens and is emanating out of the top tower like even stormtroopers are looking back going holy shit What the fuck (laughs) is Palpatine doing? Wow. Okay. Okay. And we see Palpatine is essentially trying to kill Vader immediately after the end of the last issue when Vader kind of let... Palpatine they're like hey I know I failed bringing Luke to you and I kind of went out on my own mission to figure out some things about Padme I figured it out you lied to me well that's that's not something you want to say to Palpatine because he sees that as weakness he now realizes that that angry Vader that he had at a pretty pissed up pissed off point up until The Luke fight in Empire is now becoming that weak Anakin again. The weak Anakin that he convinced to come to the dark side. So he proceeds to first test him with some lightning. He bathes him in that. Vader defends himself. Then Mas slobby ass comes in so we get a you know prequels era <laughs> easter egg here he he's like some mega uh, he i would a- a- equate masamita he is palpatine's essentially vice president at this point in time okay so masamita comes in a uh, nobody just some politician he starts talking shit about vader he's like vader you fucking lied to us you're essentially a traitor you should have came right back here after you failed to bring luke to your emperor you piece of shit so he sicks some imperial guards on vader it's vader you know he's he busts out his laser sword he's like whatever whatever get away what does palpatine do he goes "Uh, no 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 vader too easy sucks his lightsaber away from him as he's fighting (laughs) two imperial guards so they they start to beat on vader a bit they're getting some cheap shots again he's darth fucking vader he realizes this so what does he do he force chokes all three of the motherfuckers taunting him right now. The two IGs and Masamita. <laughs> now Palpatine's like, good, good. Like he's, he's starting to get off again. He's getting a little hard on seeing Vader getting angry. All right. But he, he's not angry enough. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, Palpatine literally goes like, okay, you want to use your force ch- choke move on these schlubs? Let me show you mine so now palpatine force chokes vader lifts him up into the air is choking the fucking breathing apparatus the life (laughs) out of him at this basically taunting him like oh this this is what you like to do this is how you like to fucking torture my my lieutenants and my admirals and shit how does it feel yeah you know like trying to like really egging him on yeah he doesn't stop at the neck nick he proceeds to use the force to crush Vader's fake limbs, so his one <laughs> arm and two legs. He just crushes them like a like you'd see at a, a junkyard when they crush a car, like just fucking nothing. Crushes it. That's not enough. He then picks him up and essentially fucking body slams him to the ground. Legs pop off, arm pops off. Vader's smoking. I mean, literally, he's been reduced to the lump of flesh that Palpatine found on the banks of a Mustafarian river at the end of a wrench is a Sith.
1: Jesus,
0: (laughs) but it's still not over. It's still not over. All right. So at this point he has crippled Vader. He Vader is essentially back to Anakin. Yeah. he can't move. He has no limbs, (laughs) right? Doesn't have his lightsaber. So, so what does Palpatine do? Is the lesson over? Has he made his apprentice angry enough yet? I would assume no. 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 He still thinks he's a pussy. <laughs> so he fucking loads him up in a shuttle. They take a, they, they take a ride over to Mustafar to the exact bank that Palpatine and those Coruscant guards found Anakin at at the end of the Reds of the Sith where Palpatine's like, oh no, I gotta save, I gotta save my dude. But now Palpatine, instead of wanting to save him, throws him on the bank so he catches on fire again. Literally, oh. his, his leg stumps are burning. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Fucking Palpatine! He's so great. Holy shit. Throws his lightsaber out of arm's reach so Vader has to drag his carcass up there to get it and, and adds this caveat. As Vader's, he's like, fuck it, I'll just use the Force to give me my lightsaber. He goes, nope, nope, no." no, no 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 vader here is your test because you pussed out on me because you reverted to that weak ass fucking anakin bitch boy over padme i am here to teach you a lesson again you've been broken down beaten down you are definitely angry at me again you definitely want to kill me that's where i want you to be but your challenge is not done yet because you're still not back to that killing drone that I had perfected before you found out you had a fucking son. <laughs> so he he tells him this. He's like, the last time I found you here, I saved you. I rebuilt you. I made you who you are. This time, you have to do it by yourself. And you can't use the force. Wow. <laughs> He's like, if, if I sent you using the force, I will kill you immediately. So they leave him literally nick sitting there in the bank again it's so familiar to anakin he even has a flashback of seeing obi-wan leave him as the emperor is leaving him (laughs) but in true vader fashion here's the best part in true vader fashion the thing that motivates him to pull his busted ass up and figure out a way to rebuild himself by himself without the force. Kenobi. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Kenobi. Was that vision of Kenobi walking away? and, And it doesn't matter. Kenobi's dead. He killed Kenobi. But what he realized in this moment, Nick, because he had that flashback, then he had a flashback to him defeating Kenobi on the Death Star in a new hope. But at that same time, he realized he did not kill Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know if it was through the force or he sensed that Kenobi still lived. And that, knowing that, he literally says he lives. That's when he pulls himself up and obviously, you know, it goes into the next issue. But the way this one ends. I mean,
1: Kenobi basically told him to when he was going to kill him. He's like, if you kill me. I'm just gonna become more powerful than you could ever right. imagine. So
0: Right. But Vader, you know, clearly he didn't know that yeah. Kenobi he didn't even know Jedi could do that. Yeah. Quite frankly, at that point in time. But it was something when he had that flashback, and then I don't know if he was starting to use the force because Palpatine's face kind of superimposes over Obi Wan's in a new hope. And that's when Vader's like a light bulb goes off and he's like, he lives. And like I said, that was enough to for him to pull himself up on Mustafar, and, and figure out a way to fix himself. Which they kind of give hints. Uh, apparently, there's a an old Techno Union factory on M- Mustafar. They were big in the building machines, droids. So I'm assuming Vader's going to head there to rebuild his his limbs. Yeah. Uh, but but it is teased. So you know it, the issue ends going <laughs> back to MassaMida and Palpatine, and MassaMida is like freaking out. He's like, dude you know he wants to fucking kill you now and palpatine's like oh really oh really no shit sherlock
1: that's kind of what i'm doing exactly
0: what i want to do you see that cycle i just broke him down made him angry i will do that over and over and over until he's back to just no nonsense no bullshit no weakness darth vader so he's like you know what To make this even more of a nightmare for Darth Vader, I'm going to send my Sith assassin after him, Ochi of Bastu.
1: The good old Tross... There you go.
0: So we got a little tie into the Tross. We're going to get a little more about this Ochi character to kind of really see who and what he was, how he was used. But at this point in time, in in true Sith fashion, (laughs) the fucking Emperor is using a Sith assassin to try to assassinate his chosen one, Apprentice. (laughs) All with the hope of making his Apprentice angrier.
1: Nice. Beautiful. I mean, mean, it's just beautiful. That is literally... The, the type of shit that palpatine that we we never saw palpatine do but we kind of knew like palpatine fucked with this guy to no end and now oh. we get to see like what level he would go to right i mean you you really
0: do you get none of it in in the movies really outside of wow vader's really subservient to this guy for some yeah. reason and right you
1: never figure out why you're like okay well i guess this guy's really just that badass Right, right. And you really,
0: in in the original movies, even as you see it play out, you still don't get, like, how this big imposing dude in black armor would be so scared of Palpatine.
1: Yeah, and even through the prequels, like, the prequels didn't even give you that reason for Anakin to fear him. Like, if anything, like, you would think that Anakin and Palpatine would be buddy-buddy, because all through the prequels, even... Like you were mentioning in this comic run up until the end, like Palpatine saves his life and you're like, okay, well well he did.
0: I mean, let's, let's go back to revenge. Nick, when he shows up, like he's, he's like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, Oh no, Vader. We got it. We got to help him. We got to do something before I completely lose the chosen one to, to death. Uh, but this time there's no, no bullshit. You can tell their relationship over the, what what do we decide? 18 plus years. It's been since that moment. It has hit that full-on Sith and Sith apprentice relationship where they both fucking hate each other. The apprentice wants to kill the master. The master is always looking for better apprentices. Uh, it, it, but Palpatine was just just fucking brutal, yeah. brutal. Like like the I didn't I didn't go over the exact quotes, but we've always said this about the man. He he is more of a mental assassin than than a physical beast. But this issue gave us both. It, it showed how how he can just destroy vader physically and mentally without even doing more than bending his elbow like <laughs> i'm telling you like the you know when we see vader do his major force stuff i mean he gets animated his body's in it, it you know you can almost feel the force emanating off him in the power palpatine it really does it just looked like some old old person stands up out of their wheelchair <laughs> and then just fucking flips on this switch like you can't fuck with this guy that's
1: kind of like Snow, like Snoke in episode eight, like when he was in the throne room with Rey and Kylo. I mean, right. and now we know that that was Palpatine anyway. But yeah, like literally just like flicking fingers around, like just not paying any attention it to just, what's going on. I mean, Nick, uh, it, those
0: of you, if you watch the video, I appreciate it. the views have gone up a bit, But I, but go through it because you can actually see some of the art. You can see... Uh, I always make sure to to capture some of the, the the panels that are just first off breathtaking looking art, but that also just kind of exudes the 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 power that we would love to see. And I know we've seen some comments in, in the live stream here. Yes, this is the stuff that would just I think make all of us our, our heads would explode if we got to see just this issue play out in live action. Yeah, I mean, could, could you imagine watching Vader just get? literally crushed like a an aluminum can
1: yeah i i mean it's everything that we've ever wanted in terms of a vader yeah. vader standalone or a vader slash palpatine like sith focused movie but man it's yeah I, I i need to get back into the comic lines i'm trying to you know not spend a lot of money right now. I know. I I mean,
0: (laughs) I'll tell you what, I know last week we did the Star Wars number seven and I wasn't too high on that new narrative where it's going, the battle between uh, Zara and and Princess Leia. I mean, it'll pick up, but I can tell you right now, this thread where it's essentially Vader is on a quest to rebuild himself before (laughs) Palpatine's assassins can kill him. I think it's going to produce some epic, epic vader uh slash palpatine slash sith order type of narratives uh so stay tuned i mean i'm I'm all in on these two comic runs the vader and the star wars in 2020 uh we will not have a new one now until november but i'll be cranking them out there just as i fire up the mandalorian season two video machine so (laughs)
1: keep at it yeah yeah so next up for our you know, show, list of things to talk about. We, we really, this isn't anything hard. This is, again, going back to some <laughs> Star Wars leaks, quote unquote. The KRT team has decided to come out of hiding and and try to throw out some some information that may turn out to be true, but probably won't turn out to be true. So first one up we have here is is some Bad Batch info from the KRT team uh they (laughs) they tried to throw out a potential release date for uh for bad batch but really all they did was guess at the month that it could come out so uh and it's
0: not even it's it's a two month window i mean so
1: in the end we we
0: talk about these people to educate others yeah other fans
1: these are these are again fortune tellers that are trying to to read the tea leaves and figure right. out if they can. And, and we'll set it up something. for those
0: of you who are new to the Kessel Runs transmission guys. They did hit on the Bad Batch call. Uh, I still think it was kind of lucky, but hey, they, they hit they, on it. And- like,
1: here's what they did for to get the Bad Batch right. They said, uh, we hear that Lucasfilm is working on a show about clones. And that was it. Well, no, I, I do believe they, they actually put a name
0: to it as it got closer. Okay. Uh, but they, they've thrown a lot of bullshit out there. And really the reason, again, that we bring it up, it's for education. Uh, I want to get it. I, I, I'm the one that kind of wants to talk about this nonsense because you know me, I'm the Star Wars fan narcissist. I feel like everyone should want to listen to Nick and I and not people like these two. But I, I shit you not, there is a coordinated effort on Star Wars leaks on Reddit for these guys because la- I don't know Nick was that Wednesday or Thursday is Wednesday Thursday or Friday but the entire front page of Star Wars leaks subreddit was t- random tweets from these two guys <laughs> throwing out shit like this like oh yeah hey um bad batch that show we got right it's coming out sometime in 2021 yeah okay cool yeah. Wow. Nick and I were saying shit like that last week for Kenobi. Like it, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you now, Kenobi's probably not going to be till 2022, but what are we talking about here? It's, and it's not even these guys doing that, you know, good for them. It's the fucking ding dong zombies that take all their content and throw it up on Reddit. Like it's gospel. I, I just, it, and I, I'm I'm glad to see, like I, I'll i drill into their posts on Reddit and it's, it's good to see that it's just not hundred percent, krt cult kool-aid like oh my god yes these guys are always right i love it yes bad batch this wait till we talk about their next one they're thrown out there uh but uh, you're starting to get a mix of like what is this this subreddit has literally become a krt subreddit these guys have hit on one thing have missed on the thousands why do they still keep getting up votes this that and the other thing so that's really what, what chaps my ass <laughs> it's it's like is the fix in i mean how does one outlet get six front page fucking reddit upvoted posts
1: it's just because they know the moderators i mean reddit is a complete cesspool of nothingness anyway if you if you build a community i mean like i could start a subreddit called star wars leaks Two, and if people start coming to it and it becomes popular then i basically become the you know the, the yeah. You're not supposed is, to,
0: but I know Reddit mods do whatever the fuck they want.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, and, and they don't really give a fuck. Like, they they really just don't. Yeah. You know, they don't care. They they take the information from people they like, and they they make sure that it gets boosted. So, um, I mean, with this shit, this is what their their leak is, quote unquote. They say small update on the Bad Batch. They're targeting a March slash April <laughs> release. Hopefully, we'll get an official date by the end of the year. So yeah. nothing. Like all they're all they're saying is, hey, last year when we had the Mando into animated series flow, we went Mando through December, early Jan. And then we had February, March, right. April is when we're uh, not talking
0: rocket science. Yeah, here, this Nick. is
1: literally just saying like, hey, this is a TV schedule. Yeah, (laughs) thank you.
0: It's it's the same thing we did last week with Kenobi when I worked it out in my head. I'm like, if they're shooting in March, they could be done principal in the summer. They technically could wrap for an end of 2021 launch of Kenobi. But why would you want to cannibalize what has seemingly become the launch period for the Mandalorian, your flagship? So I was like, you know, I'm not that intelligent. I'm not in TV myself, but... Knowing what I know and the way Disney Plus has been programmed so far, it would make sense that Kenobi is probably going to be their Q1, Q2, 2022 release. Yeah. so That's no different than what's happening here. Just like Nick said, the first year, the cadence on Disney Plus was Mando, Clone Wars. Yeah.
1: And it's going to follow the same exact fucking (laughs) thing. So this is not... And then here's... (laughs) This here's what is fucking hilarious. It says, "What gets me really pumped for the Bad Batch is we've heard from our animation source that it's the same quality as the Clone Wars." Like, are you? Of course, it's the same yeah. quality as oh, the Clone yeah, Wars. Oh yeah, no
0: shit. Well, nick here's the deal, and I'm glad you're finally starting to get angry at this <laughs> type of stuff. And it's it's not so much even the anger directed at someone like a Corey Van Dyke it's the fucking idiots that buy into it. Like, if you go and look at their their Twitter or even on Reddit, I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, fucking thanks, man. That's awesome, sweet. It's like, what, what they're gonna, like, go back to 2008 Clone Wars animation? Like, what yeah. fucking planet do we live it's on? It's like, no...
1: They're actively aiming to make this show worse than the Clone Wars. Yes. <laughs> no, fuck it.
0: Update. They're going pixel art.
1: Yeah. Like, we're like, we're trying to make here. this a worse version of what you just saw. Right. Of so, course, it's going to as good of quality. Do you think that Disney Plus or that Disney and, and Lucasfilm in general are going to aim to make something of lower quality than the right. last thing that they released? They're when like, it's yeah, using we- The exact same technology and animation team. Of course not.
0: Yeah, they're, they're going back to like Snow White style animation yeah, for it's, the Bad it's batch. Like, So You heard it here
1: first! Star Wars leaks again. The Star Wars leaks subreddit is a joke that has just become, <laughs> let's just put, it's basically become a retweet area for KRT. I mean, as scummy as he may or may not be, them not posting
0: making Star Wars content has really removed a lot of the good leaks because uh, i mean let's be real the guy love him or hate him he had a legit source yeah
1: he had an actual source and, and i'm telling you
0: right now these guys share the source they just don't get the good information
1: yeah i don't know how because all i
0: mean cory was looped in with jason 100 percent. yeah so I, uh that that noah guy at one point in time was looped in with jason i mean I, I know why these guys got a a kind of a turbo start to their star wars nonsense that you and i do i mean they had a a a large star wars fan account to boost them um whatever yeah th- this next one th- this is the one nick that i'm just like my god
1: this next um, one is yeah so so continuing this on is, with the bullshit so this
0: is this one started from the other site that has put out nothing but bullshit so far that lrm online nonsense And then it's like these two just shake each other's hands because then uh, the Corey came in like, or Noah's like, oh yeah, we've, we've heard about this too. We can corroborate what LRM is saying. There's going to be a Bo-Katan and Cara Dune spinoff. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, unless Bo really is going to be in Mando and and her and Cara have some sort of extraordinary relationship that makes sense, like uh, on what planet does it, does a cold start Bo-Katan Cara Dune show make sense?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I tried to break down in the like, post. What about are we talking this, about? Like if anything, this has to take place post Mando season two to make any realm of sense at all. Because if you're trying to set this in a pre Mandalorian world where these two characters are for some reason working together, it just doesn't work. Um, Character. I mean, here's the
0: deal. We have heard from Favreau and Filoni, like, "Yo, know, we, we've set the table. Uh, we did a great job. People love us. We made a lot of money. People don't hate us, so now we can kind of do what we want. We want to start expanding the Star Wars universe, bringing in more characters. We have heard that Bo could come in. Uh, so like Nick said, definitely, and, and I, I I I assume that's what they are aiming at. It's just the pairing is odd um so if we want to believe it let, let's just say we believe something like this yeah this is 100 percent confirming then that Bo-Katan is going to show up in Mando S2 and that her and Kara are going to either have an episode together or something happens to where it would make sense to invest 100 million dollars into a series about these two yeah being buddies
1: the only thing that I can think of is that you know it would be a a female-led show which is you know very popular right now for most streaming well, and purposes. we know
0: apparently that girl that did uh, produce russian dolls or whatever is, is show running a show that could have female leads yeah but so i mean i i i get extra worked up when it comes from kessel Run's transmissions because of all the shit i just explained some of it's not healthy <laughs> some of it is justified some of it you know it's just my mental problems uh, the, the 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 rumor groundwork has been laid for a series like this so I, I don't don't get me wrong it's not like I would hate this series it's just on paper and the way they kind of prosed it it, it it sounds silly it doesn't make sense like there has something has to happen in the mandalorian it has to be very clear it can't just be Bo katan and and cara team up for whatever reason say hello and then oh yeah now we have a show like one has to save the other they have to go on a a, a precarious they mission that's life and death
1: something or something like that like there, there's right. no way Like we were saying, one, there's no way, period, that this could happen pre-Mandalorian timeline because the two characters were doing completely different things that were unassociated with each other. So it has to be post-Mando S2. It can't even be post-Mando S1. It has to be post-Mando S2. Right. And it has to have, and then that would essentially hard confirm Bo-Katan in it, which I think it's basically confirmed that Sakhoff is at least in season two of Mandalorian and I think it's confirmed that she's in season two of Mandalorian um as um as Bo Katan. So because that was like THR had put that out there and everything like that. So Yeah but dude I I still think and that's what
0: gets me even more heated. These sites are now sourcing KRT and the LRM online. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. Like thr's like those, and not that they're even gospel, but sites, pop culture sites of that level, are now sourcing these dudes.
1: Yeah, and and it, it all came from this. So it all came from this. Katie Sackhoff liked the tweet that says from the, <laughs> yes. the, the, the Star uh, yeah, Wars yeah. underworld that um, is reporting about this. Yeah, rumor. your boy
0: Noah put that out. Like yeah. he, he's like, hey, look. Katie liked my retweet of this other site that ran with our just kind of fecal throwing at the wall. So it's legit.
1: Yeah. it's like, so Okay.
0: I- you never know. Like I said, I mean, I'm not completely shitting on this idea of a show. A lot of stuff has to happen. It's just when these days, when I see stuff from KRT based on their track record at this point, I have to, you know, very, very, very tiny grains of salt. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, I I, I typically think that anything that that like I think that anything that they put out is bullshit until I hear from somebody else, because in my opinion, they are not. Sources. They are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're speculators. They're, yeah. they're
0: like us, but they're treated as leakers. I, yeah. I mean, I speculate my ass off on a weekly basis on this show and on my dumb videos. No one fucking listens. That's the difference.
1: Yeah. So for some reason,
0: know. they trick people to listen. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's what pisses me off. Who knows? I mean, we all we have to do, like, we'll, we'll never get on Star Wars leaks, which is just a, a very sad thing. <laughs> That's but, fine. But, I mean,
0: really, I, I know what we need at this point. If we really want other Star Wars fans to come from us, we, we can't. I mean, our our diehards, you would think at this point they've done what they've done. I mean, there's like 10 to 15 of them. We can't ask them to always go out there and preach uh, the good talk, uh, hold people hostage hold guns to their head to like the show we need to start asking some of these other bigger accounts if we can just come and play with them we do if it's me going and doing it or you going and doing it uh you know a guy like star wars theory that's someone we should link up with Uh, i think he would come do our show even with low numbers and all that would mean his 2.5 million subscribers (laughs) would know he's doing our show yeah Star Wars explained he's another huge guy. That's someone we should probably talk to. Uh, it's just I don't know. We, it, I say we a lot, but I think it's me needs to do this because I'm the one that wants the notoriety, the bigger <laughs> following Nick could give a flying fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've I've already tried to reach out to like even before like MSW went down, like I talked tried to reach out to that guy about like linking up with them and doing some sort of like co-hosted podcasts or getting on their network of podcasts. And he never even responded to me. I've reached out to different <laughs> podcast networks about that, that are like geek centric or, or related right. to that. And nobody ever got back. So who, who the fuck knows, but whatever. I don't
0: know. I just, I I feel like I'm gonna have to just start being annoying mad again. Like I did for, those first five years when I started EB and I had no contacts and gaming media and just literally email, 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 social media until (laughs) someone says yes or go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, Or you'd be like our buddy, Greg, Uh, he actually did get blocked from the KRT team and we, we applaud him. He got
1: blocked. (laughs) Yeah. Well done, Greg.
0: Thank you. He did. He did throw some shit at them. He did fire over the bow. Uh, but they just laughed them off and blocked them. But <laughs> uh, it's fine. We we know they're dildos and we know we're not. We're yeah. douchebags. So better this, than being a dildo.
1: This Caradine Dune Bo Katan show, I guess we'll see if it happens based off of what happens in Mando S two, but right now no reason to actually believe anything that's in Yeah.
0: Tone's in, saying get guest photographers on who have high followings to gain more listeners. The, we did we, that. <laughs> we tried that. It doesn't work. Uh, I mean, the only I think one it's that really promotes it's, it's, is it's Sir Doris.
1: It's a different type right. of audience, you know. No, exactly.
0: Because that would bring in people that are more interested in that photographer. Not so much in Star Wars. Yeah, Uh, I know on IG. Yeah, we look like a fucking feature account. It is what it is. We sold our soul to get a following somewhere. You know, we tricked you assholes here in the (laughs) live stream, at least. Uh, But we when it comes down to it i am a star wars fan a fan speculator that's what i like to do i like to talk about star wars the toy photography shit that came way later in my star wars life um so while yes i would like to bring more photographers on we we, we've sucked at interviews this year i mean with everything that happened you know everything kylo was supposed to do one and then covid this that and the other thing we started doing live streams just got out of that fucking cadence I'll, i'll get back to it but the point being Typically, a a photographer isn't going to bring a lot of long term fans to the Star Wars time show.
1: Like, you know, it's always nice for us to be able to do it, though, like talking Matt talking to Jason was a great podcast work, more or less the ones where where Sir Dork was on here and guested or his interview was really great as well. Um, and we definitely want to continue doing it, but it's just a, it's a different type of audience that's focused on a different type of thing. Right. I right. I
0: mean, we, we love them. I'm, I'm one of them. I, I mean, most of our super fans are toy photographers. So I, I, I get that, that, that call, but, uh, we, I want star Wars cred. Yeah. Star Wars fan shithead cred. All right. That, that's all I'm looking for in life. I don't have much left. I turned 40. Uh-huh. I might have another 40, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Joe says in the live stream here, all it takes is for people to listen once and they will continue to listen. Well, tell that to the 2,000 people that have dropped off since March until now because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. apparently we we found the wrong people to listen to us, but it's it's all good. Numbers have recovered a bit here in October. I still think it's going to be a down month, but it is what it is. I guess we just have to get good, as they like to say to people that bitch and moan all the time, like myself. Uh, okay, so I think that's enough of shitting on KRT's nonsense. Not like anyone's ever going to hear it or let them know that we don't like them. And if, they, like, if
1: you do, you get blocked anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They'll, they'll just fucking block you. And, and honestly, it, human-wise, I don't even know if I dislike them as humans. I just am a jealous shithead who's green with envy, and it drives me nuts that they have a following when I know... I know I'm not fucking kidding around. I know we produce a better show. Yeah, we don't sit there and drone on. We don't sound like uh, 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 like a typical Star Wars nerd. So that's my take. <laughs> All right, buddy, back to real life stuff, and it's some real life Mandalorian.
1: Yay! Actual uh, but people from the Mandalorian I know, talking,
0: not not just shitheads. <laughs> but I am going to tie this back to the shitheads real quick. So I will say um, that
1: Grace Randolph was interviewed for this article that we're going to talk about but they chose to just throw it in the garbage can
0: yeah that's (laughs) the idiot she's another one of the star wars troll makers out there i mean she's like mike zero type of quality uh but anyway she's the one that started all that pedro fucking hates his life he's quitting he hates star wars he hates disney he hates this person that person this person so uh, variety ran an article interviewing none other than pedro pascal Uh, It was predominantly to talk about his role in Wonder Woman 84, which is coming up or maybe not coming up. Uh, But of course, anytime a Star Wars actor is promoting another property, they always have to talk about Star Wars. So they did ask him about Mandalorian. And uh, they kind of got in the second season talk, and how Pedro definitely was in the armor more than he was in season one. Yep. Those of you, if you're not in the node during season one, I believe he still had commitments for a play he was in he was
1: King Lear on. yeah, Broadway. King Lear.
0: so there were many episodes where he literally wasn't in it. He just he, did
1: ADR. like he went right. into a, a voiceover booth and just read the the lines and based his voice acting off of the performance of the of the body actor, the body double that was in the suit. So.
0: Right. So, you know, I I think uh, there might have been some rumors that that started off of that because, you know, you got to figure an actor wants their appearance to be known that is one of their tools you know they obviously act with the way they speak but also with their face movements expressions this that and the other thing so this grace person was putting it out there that like he was over it his ego was too big he fucking hates everybody i think they were even throwing in some like pronoun nonsense it was just a bunch of bullshit so anyways, Variety's talking to Pedro and they kind of got got into how he has to play the Mandalorian, how he isn't always the one bringing the character to life. Yeah. And, and he pretty much said, he's like, listen, and, and I'll give you some context to this quote I'm about to read because you may hear the quote and be like, yeah, he does sound like he doesn't like it when other people are behind the mask. But he's talking about essentially if he had to watch the stunt guy's do one-on-one stuff like a one-on-one scene that went a little bit longer than than just like an action bit. This, that, and the other thing, he would start to get a little itchy. Like, man, I would like to be kind of yeah. emoting this scene. Yeah. he
1: wants to be in the suit, not the opposite of right. He did not want to be in the suit exactly. So here's <laughs> what he
0: says: He's like, if there were more than just a couple of pages of a one-on-one scene, I did feel easy about not. In some instances, being able to totally author that. So he's saying, as an actor, if I saw four or five page flips in the script where I knew the stunt guy was going to be in there, I was starting to get a little little jealous. Like, I want to put my stamp on this scene. I want to uh, showcase what I think Mando would do in this scene. Not, fuck those guys, fuck John. I'm out. Yeah. He goes on to say, but it was so easy in such a, in such a sort of practical and unexciting way for it to be up to them. When you're dealing with a franchise as large as this, you are such a passenger to however they're going to carve it out. It's just so specific. It's star Wars. Now I'll parse out how I think he felt saying that as an actor, as a lead man, as the titular character, as he says, the titular silhouette yeah. for The Mandalorian, and he's human. I mean, li- listen to how butthurt I get over two schmoes to get you know a thousand more views on their dumbass Star Wars show than I do. Okay, yeah. Pedro probably is like, oh man, I wish I could be doing that. I I probably could do it this way or that way or this way. Uh, I do not get a feel that he's so upset about being in a helmet or having stunt guys act out some of the scenes that he has quit the show and will not be back for season three, which is what all the fuck faces were saying.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really feel like, based off of what he said, he actually wishes that he could be in the suit more. Like that's exactly. that's his problem is that like. There are these scenes, especially in season one, where he was not even on set, like he was in a completely different part of the country where like he's just watching and he's like, man, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been in this scene more so I could, you know, like you say, put his particular stamp on the character instead of just lending the voice to it in that instance. But. Yeah, like it's uh, like what he said is almost the exact opposite of what people were saying. Like people were saying he wants to get out of the suit, he hates it, he didn't want to be involved anymore. In this quote, he's saying that I wish that I could have been in the suit more. Right. You're, I wish you're that exactly I could have right been here more. And I mean, know,
0: he 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 follows up when they kind of ask him. They're like, "Hey, man, you're the how does it feel to be the face of this franchise?" And he goes, "I mean, come on, there isn't a face. <laughs> if you want to say you're the silhouette, which is also a team effort, then yeah." Can we just cut the shit and talk about the child? So he knows his place. Yeah, he does. I mean, uh, I don't think Pedro is a type of human that would be so petty to be like, you know what? It's called the Mandalorian. I should have my face on the fucking poster, no helmet and fuck this little green thing. He, He knows it is what it is. He knows he's got a great fucking thing. He knows probably for the next 10 years, He can collect a paycheck for doing some dialogue and looking like a badass.
1: Yeah. And and who knows? I mean, we don't know where this show is progressing and how his character arc is going to move forward either. But at some point, it may become okay that he has his helmet off more than he doesn't. I mean, we know that the Creed only allows him to remove his helmet around other Mandalorians. So technically, within the Enclave in season one, he could have removed his helmet, but they didn't. So so maybe it, it just depends on how the arc of the story goes to to how his ability to be seen quote unquote uh, is going to is going to change. But yeah, I, I feel like he knows this is like tongue in cheek. Like yes, I know that I <laughs> you know I don't have a face, but you know the the show is really I, I, I really
0: in. I do think uh, I I was just kind of being an asshole when I wrote the post. But I, I think it's more of like hey guys, I get it. The child is what really kind of springboarded this motherfucking series. It's fine. We don't need to talk about me just because it says the Mandalorian.
1: But dude, here's the thing though. Like you have to realize the power uh, of this show without the child, just purely based off of the interest and the amount of people that watched it before they even knew baby Yoda was in it. Like the Mandalorian leading up to the release of season one was one of the most star like talked about star Wars properties, period. Like people, there were a lot of people who were more excited for the Mandalorian than they were for TROS because they were announced at about like, it's, you know, celebration 2019 was basically like, here's your dual reveal. Like you get TROS, you get more Mandalorian footage and people were like super hyped about Mando and Disney Plus launched to the highest number of subscribers or a higher number of subscribers than they ever imagined because of that show. And that was purely based off of Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Well, it, uh,
0: maybe not maybe not him as the actor, but, but the, the show, look of the character. Yeah,
1: the, the show itself. And, and, you know, they knew that, you know, at that point you knew Carl was going to be playing Grief. You knew that that Carol What's was his being, name being played Grief Cardboard. Thank you. <laughs>
0: We we did get a grief cardboard mentioned in the stream. I just didn't have a an opportunity to to bring it up there. Klondike has been on point today with Stern Show mentions and Star Wars Time Show mentions. There so, we go.
1: So kudos. I, I mean, I I really do think that yes, while Baby Yoda became the the global sensation of the show, it was the show itself was driven based off of yeah the character of the Mandalorian I'll, I'll give you that, but I, I think going into season
0: two, what are you more concerned about seeing the fate of the Mandalorian or the fate of the child?
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely the child, one hundred percent, like I said, I would be okay if, if like if Mando kind of went off and did his own thing in that yeah, the you're Mando- the one
0: you're the one saying you'd be fine with a a rotating mandalorian
1: yes yes i would i would definitely be fine with that but i also don't think that you can downplay the importance of the the character that pedro pascal plays in the show like he is like especially in season one and season two as we can see in the in the trailers so far he is a character of great import to this series
0: yeah I, i mean honestly if i was Pedro, i'd be like you know what Latif, you keep doing the action because you make me look like a fucking badass.
1: So yeah, I know. Right? Nobody it. knows who Latif Crowder is. They're just right, like. I, I really.
0: Dow- I mean, I'm not saying Pedro's a schlub. I think he probably could do some of his stunt work, but he's not doing that prison hallway scene maneuver no. from was that uh, episode six, I believe, in, in season one.
1: Yeah, like I where he's think- like
0: slide tackling those those droid bots, and you know, that's some slick looking yeah. shit there.
1: I hope that they like eventually he does take on some of the the stunts because I believe he did some of his own stunts in Game of Thrones, uh, but like Game of Thrones fighting was so easy because it wasn't. Heavily like movement or action based. It's well, yeah, like it was more traditional a fucking sword a sword at each other. So, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, if they like ever get down rules. into like an old school Western showdown, I hope that Pedro gets to do it. Or like, well, you know, we, even, we even know he
0: can, we know he can swing a lasso. Yeah. From what was that? The Kingsmen. Kingsman, too.
1: Yeah. Kingsman, 2, So,
0: so he can cowboy it up. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I love the guy. I think Pedro's fucking fantastic. And, uh, just that, that, bullshit troll article it's like what is it with people i mean i bitch all the time how we don't have a following or at least one that doesn't make me happy Uh, but i would i I would never stoop to that type of bullshit like a mike zero or this craze character or Doomcock. like these people just throw up fucking misinformation because they know that's all humans want now they want bullshit to click on bullshit oh it's bullshit click 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 I click on it. I'm not saying I'm any better. Hell, I click on it and then I then I vomit it up to you assholes. <laughs> so I'm yeah. no better than anyone else, but I'm at least I won't do this myself. I can't do it. Like I can't just fucking I could get creative enough with Star Wars to make up some crazy shit that people would click on. It just it it, it it's it's ethically wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean it 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 shits on the stories. And the, like the the shows that are actually being built when you throw out nonsense yeah, it, that has just, no variance behind it, it or no hard, fast facts behind it. It, it
0: perpetuates the, the toxic nature of yeah. some of the dildos that like this fake fucking science fiction shit. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> right, I mean, even beyond Pedro here, this this article went into a little bit about John Favreau and his thoughts on a potential... Oh, this was,
0: um, Nick, this was your two article in one special yeah. from yours truly here. This is, they're actually two different interviews of like, fuck it. They're just lumping them together. So, uh, Favro talked to him, Pedro talked to him. And then the one we're going to go over now, it had quotes from John and Pedro in it here. Uh, but, the, but the big thing here, Nick, that I got from the interview with John was like, you can tell he realizes what he has on his hands now. You can tell he has plans for the series, at least through season three. I mean, one nugget we got that season three, he sees not being delayed in the slightest. Uh, It it sounds like thanks to the way they shoot, as well as some of the processes that they've already been using, working in a remote uh, location. He even said, I mean, think about it. A lot of the cast is in a mask anyways. Yeah. He's, He's thinking unless something fucking drastic changes that, Season three is on track, so that's good. Uh, But he's also talking like he gets it. This thing is a juggernaut now. It it can go here, it can go there. You can fold this one in, that one in. And he understands that. So, you know, they're kind of asking him about, well, movies, John. Movies. Do you see The Mandalorian or maybe some of the stories you're going to generate in The Mandalorian world? Will they spawn out into films? Because we got to remember john essentially has done what he did for the mcu for this new star wars tv universe yeah expanded he he went first he created something that a bunch of people got behind and thought was awesome and now he has the opportunity to start bringing in other heroes other villains and potentially spinning them off into their own shit either tv series movies comics books so it kind of naturally came down to that they're like hey john and john the whole time's like streaming 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 you can tell he's still focused on streaming because if it ain't broke don't fucking fix it essentially yeah but he's like hey but we're definitely open to it it being the idea of a a a movie version of the mandalorian universe and excited to see where the story leads us and have that flexibility because there's no rule book now
1: see what i would like to see is If it does, like if there is an eventual Mandalorian movie, is it a feature film? Is it a silver screen movie or is it a Disney Plus original? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's I mean, that's a good point, too,
1: because in my opinion now. You Disney has proven that it is almost more fiscally responsible and lucrative to just do stuff Disney Plus like, yeah, of course, you still want to have your blockbusters, your big screen films that. That come out, make a splash and and, and make you a billion dollars. But also, if you can rope in, you know, 30, 30 million new subs because you're dropping the first ever uh, live action Mandalorian movie on Disney Plus instead of going to the theaters, what is more valuable to you? Would exactly. you rather have 30 million people who sub for one month at $7 that makes you whatever, you know, 120 million dollars immediately and then you keep 10 million of those people on for another 10 months right and then you get that
0: compounding payments that will far outvalue a single ticket so yeah now i'm with you i mean obviously who the fuck knows what's going to happen to the movie industry when all this is said and done yeah i mean uh, here in america i i don't see how it, it can exist uh we're still not at a point where you can even pretend to live a, no, a normal life if you are you're fucking playing with fire uh, i'm not gonna lecture you anymore on this shit i mean you should be fucking intelligent enough to realize we're fucked until something happens at a national level like a good message is put out uh okay. but i, I mean I, I love movies and i still can't in my head justify going to my theater oh, even though it's an amc i haven't seen any reports of them getting popped they're doing all the right things that you can I think do that
1: all theaters are shut down now Oh, really? Like, yeah, AMC and Regal are both completely co- closed.
0: Oh, I well, there you go. So, <laughs> so. I mean, it, we may not have movie theaters, and that fucking blows. That blows, but we may, when this is all said and done, have been conditioned to the point where it's somewhat acceptable to get theater releases piped right to your house. Yeah. Uh, if that's going to become the new world, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm fucking throwing an addition on my house and building
1: a theater. Yeah, it's it's... It's one of those things where you can't replace... (laughs) Like, I have that money. I mean, I talk a big game, but... I mean, you already have a 100-inch, like, projection screen. If you just built some sort of, like, closed-in screen patio where you could just use the back wall... I mean, dude, in
0: my basement, I have theater curtains around the TV. Like, the the guy I bought it from had a theater down here. Yeah. Uh, And and the wall is set up in a way I could get a, a really nice 4K projector and get some shit going. I've got the Dolby Atmos it's still not going to a movie theater it's not it's
1: it's never nothing's ever going to be able to replace
0: unless you're one of these rich motherfuckers like a snyder or you know the uber rich i'm sure the rock has one where they literally build a a miniature theater for themselves yeah where it's it's a legit theater might not just be as wide to fit a bunch of seats in but it's a fucking theater with rows of seats a projector this that and the other thing I don't know. It it does bum me out, but I'd be fine taking a Mando movie at home any day. Yeah. Uh, And Pedro weighed, weighed in on it as well. He's like, hey, I think the work is so beautiful and I'd love for that to be held by a big screen experience. But, It seems to work so well that I also I'm not sure it's something that I would want corrupted by any kind of change, you know? I mean, I certainly know that the challenge can be met. It's not like these people don't have the experience. If anybody can do it, they can. Clearly talking about the cast and crew, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, also he brings up an interesting thing here. He says, I would not, I wouldn't but it's not something I would want hey, run to be with corrupted. that man. I'm going
0: to piss my pants like legit. Yeah, so run go. with that for a bit.
1: So I'll run with this. Um, so he doesn't want it to be corrupted by any kind of change. And naturally what happens when you have something moving from TV to movie is that you have completely different executives getting involved. You have completely different people within your organization getting involved in it because now you're moving from a small, like a, you know, what used to be seen as small scale to now, the big leagues. This is where all of the, the huge shit goes. So even though the Mandalorian is a flagship property now for star Wars and for Disney, um, you're going to have a different level of involvement from the top brass. If it does become a silver screen type of film, you're not going to just have, you know, Dave and John being able to, you know, sit in their playroom and do whatever they want. You're going to have more input from, you know, the, the, I don't know if the story group would even get involved, but you're going to have more input from the, the higher level brass, which seemed to have caused problems with the, the final Skywalker trilogy. So I think that's what he's, that's kind of what he's talking about there is that he doesn't want the flow of, of the story to be messed up. By you know what would outsiders. happen if they do
0: this fucking Bob Iger would probably he, start sending them notes. He out would of immediately retirement. say
1: like, I'm CEO again. I want to have an input in this. And then, okay, the movie's out. I'm done being CEO again. Bob Chappick, you can have it back. <laughs> so, Fucking but I think agree. that's kind of what he was hinting at is like when you go to a big screen, yeah. things just naturally have a different level of scrutiny put on it. So, um, I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see a Mando movie. I hope they do something like a lot of other series have done where like, okay, we have we have reached the end of our of our TV series lifespan, but we're going to yeah. close things out with them. Right.
0: You, you get like a final push out. I mean, it's not quite the same, but star Trek, the next generation. I mean, obviously started on TV and then had a, a theatrical run. I think it yeah. did like four or five movies to continue their tale, but they're, the tng's crew like their story truly ends in the films versus how the tv series ended so i think that's yeah. uh, what nick was talking about i mean it, it could also be used for you know we've talked about uh, ezra and thrawn and some of these other people <coughs> that could be folded into the mandalorian like maybe they're Movies they're briefly off. teased in mando either in conversation a hollow recording and then bam you get the fucking movie to explain where ezra's been where thron's been how they're doing why they're looping back into the known region uh stuff like that so i
1: mean it is rare to see that too but i think this property can do it like usually it's the other way around where a tv series will spin off of a movie but in this particular series i think that it is possible for movies to spin off of this series
0: so. Yeah, so it's it's all good. I mean, the, let, let's face it. Mandalorian is Star Wars gold at this point. I, I was talking to Nick offline. Uh, we completed our, our Haywood family run through of the first season of Mandalorian last Friday. We finished episode eight. And I was telling Nick, I was like, it's now gotten to the point where when I hear Mandalorian music, it resonates with me emotionally. Uh, which is something that rarely happens with uh, these sci-fi things I get into. I mean, obviously, the original trilogy music—that's why I still cry at night when I hear certain themes from Mr. Williams. Uh, but Ludwig has now, and just through the good storytelling from John, Dave, and the crew, has has beaten into my soul that when I hear that, you know, do 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 some good shit's going to happen. Oh yeah. I'm going to see something good, I'm going to be entertained, I'm going to be emotionally moved when I come out of this project. And it's really even getting to the point where, you know like the where crescendo's at the end where it's like I mean I'm sitting there almost getting teared up, ready to run through a wall. I feel so fucking <laughs> good. I'm like, "Yeah! Mando, the child, let's do it." Yeah. So, I mean this show's gold. They they, they Disney finally <laughs> hit on something that is aching to the magic that was created way back when from georgie boy so uh yeah don't don't fuck this one up my friends i think they'll be fine as long as john and dave are uh in control we are good to go
1: yep and speaking of our classic transition speaking of mandalorian (laughs) and new footage and everything like that we did get some new footage on monday night football from We're, we're
0: gonna try something new here Yeah. All right. This could be playing with fire, but I am someone that likes to touch a hot stove after learning that you should not touch one. We're going to go ahead and watch the trailer as a group on the live stream. I have it loaded into OBS to where everyone watching on the stream should be able to hear it. Nick and I will not. So we'll just have to make noises in our heads. Uh, But we're just going to watch it. I'll try to be quiet when we're watching it. When it's done watching, then Nick and I will go into our usual Star Wars time show breakdown of a Star Wars trailer. Um, let's be real. They called this a special look. Special is a, is a little strong for what we got. I mean, yeah, was uh, this was of more law. of a, a trick to get people to watch a crappy Monday night football game uh, than, than anything else. Uh, because it was a minute long and most of it was stuff we've already seen but we did get some key new moments mm-hmm. some characters that i don't think any of us thought would return or back so that begs the question why so that's the type of stuff we'll get in <coughs> but like i said let's try to we'll go ahead and watch the trailer right now as a, a fun little group of star wars time show assholes and then when it's over like i said we'll get into our breakdowns so let's Let's try this out. I'm not I'm not promising anything. I could very well blow up my just system.
1: Nuke it. It's gonna yeah. explode. <laughs> I mean,
0: if the stream just ends, you know why. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> All right, here we go, Nick. I'm gonna I'll tell you when the clip's up. I'm not gonna mute us, but uh go. Lucasfilm is on the screen. Yeah, this is gonna be hard for me to be
2: quiet. And I just gotta sit. Oh, I wonder if he's
0: talking to them. When they do that handshake that reminds you of Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like. Okay, I, I'm going to hold most of my comments because I'm like watching it on the live stream and we are a little bit ahead of you guys. Because of the delay, but holding calm. And it hasn't crashed. Live stream is still going.
2: I want to say something. <laughs> Wee. Okay.
0: All right. I think we made it through. Nothing caught on fire. My ears aren't smoking. My desktop isn't trying to run away. Uh, can anyone still hear us? <laughs> I,
1: think, I think we're still here. I think we're still here. All right, here, good. So. Okay,
0: uh, <laughs> so there was trailer time with Matt and Nick. Hopefully that added so much more to this shitty show. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. So I have a lot of stupid of, you ideas. Know, usually
1: for those of you who have been with us through a trailer breakdown or anything like that, we'll, we'll like click on some of the screenshots and we'll walk through. So instead of doing like individual screens, now that we've all watched the trailer as a collective, we can just kind of organically talk about some of the moments. Like you said, Matt, most of this stuff is footage that we've already seen just used in different ways. And uh, to, to me, the really big thing was that line that he said, you know, like that, that, that line that he said, I'm, I'm, you know, charged with, uh, bringing this no
0: I've been quested, quested I love that yes. he's like I've been quested to return this thing to its people to or whatever people.
1: and I'm seeking what was really interesting to me is that he said that he was seeking out other Mandalorians right okay so help. yeah
0: let, let's let, for some reason the stills aren't loading and the, there we go all right so this is how we usually break it down I got the stills up now we're, we're just going to focus on the new scenes but yeah we, we're going to get right back to what Nick was talking about because that is a key line that will give us some stuff to think about so Obviously as we saw the trailer opens the new republic for some reason is trying to take out the razor crest. They're pleading with him to stand down. Still not quite sure what he Dude, could have done to piss them off but you knowing
1: I will you postulate here already throwing out some some speculation. If I was the new republic, Ilum would be off limits to anybody. Okay. Because this is They know the power of Kyber crystals now. Kyber crystals were literally farmed and used to build the Death Star. They know that Ilum is the one of the major sources of Kyber crystals in the universe or the galaxy. To me, you're flying over that like New Republic squads are over that constantly, making sure. Okay, so you
0: do think you do think um, the dog, or at least the chase with the X wings, you know, it it looks like it starts in space. Gets into the atmosphere, so that sunny atmosphere. You think that's still Ilum, and him flying through this cavern, which is a new shot we get to see, and then eventually crashing. That's all a continuation, or are we getting some trailer editing fuckery going on?
1: Like I, I'm kind of caught between, but I, I because do well, I just that-
0: one more thing before, and I like your idea, but one more thing. Remember, in the first trailer, the opening scene, we see the Razor Crest.
1: Along. Basically
0: sputtering through space, the doors open. It's almost like they
1: ejected out. Yeah, but it didn't. Look Do you think like there's going to be two two
0: instances where the Razor Crest is in trouble? Basically, is what I'm like getting at.
1: In the first trailer, when they were putting along, it didn't seem like they were going towards Ilum. Like that planet was a little bit more lush right it was it was more of like an earth-like planet it, could that
0: be them leaving ilum in the busted ass razor crest and limping to another planet then
1: it could very possibly be that because I, I
0: do we're, we're not there yet but i always like to toot my own horn especially when people try to call me and say i'm wrong but uh if you're in the chat we at least now say i was right that that was the fucking razor crest crash behind the
1: mando and the child in the first trailer yeah when you were trying to say it wasn't I believe that is as hard confirmed as it can get. Right. So, <laughs> you know,
0: he, he's flying, he, he's crashing through this ice canyon. So, yes, the Razor Crest crashes, skids across the ice, and looks like it probably falls down into some sort of cavern. Right? Yeah. Um, but before that, we have what Nick was talking about. So, we, we do get it. We do get some new dialogue in this spot. And as Nick said in the write-up of the trailer, and as I kind of speculated in my breakdown, the dialogue that with Mando saying, hey, I've been quested with this little fucker. I need to go find some motherfuckers, and I think Mandalorians could help me. Why would he have to re-explain to Grief Cardboard and Kara that he has been charged with finding other Force users for the kid? They were there.
1: Okay. Yeah exactly
0: so nick that's where the fun begins though is he talking to someone we've already met or someone we know but haven't met on the show yet or just someone random and we're making a mountain out of a molehill
1: i feel like he may be talking to somebody that we know but that we don't have any sort of Clue as to whether they're in the show yet. I mean, like clue. Yeah. We but we don't know. My one guess.
0: Um, I I threw it to armor but again, that would be stupid because she's the one that gave him the quest. quest. yeah I did also mention heavy Paz. Heavy Paz. He he could be someone that you know Mando has sought out to let him know, like, hey, I'm doing this. Where'd the rest of the covert go? Do you know of any other coverts? Uh, because clearly based on this spot now he's not instantly going to look for or research or hunt down sighting stories of force users Mm. he is going right to what he knows best and that is mandalorians exactly because he assumes someone somewhere in one of the coverts has interacted with these sorcerers knows about them, knows about current whereabouts or has interacted with them in the past. And really, Nick, it's almost playing into what we are speculating with the potential of Boba Fett showing up. I believe I was the one that said, if you're bringing Boba, maybe he goes to Boba because he thinks Boba could have relevant relevant information based on Boba's interactions with the Jedi during the prequel in the OT.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So it is, I did find that interesting that he's relying on his people, the creed at first to kind of get a lead to really find who he needs to find for the child.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you there. Um, I think it, it, it makes the most sense. Like, I don't think he would be saying this to Boba Fett. I think that you're, you're probably onto something where he's, he's looking, he's either in another covert or he's talking to another Mandalorian to say like, Hey, I need, some sort of direction like who who's a mando that would know jedi right and that could,
0: could be oh boba fett
1: yeah that could also Go look be for katan i mean yeah
0: a hundred percent so
1: so you have different options here well,
0: that's what i mean by him saying that nick it now adds even more fuel to all these rumors
1: yes Yes, so, it
0: would make sense if a Sabine was in the show. If a Bo was in the show. If Sabine's mom, you, fuck any Mandalorian at this point, yeah. would make sense. He is looking for them for their knowledge about these sorcerers.
1: Yes, so, um, uh,
0: so that, uh, that was I a think. that was probably the I guess that was the special aspect of this special look. Uh, getting another comment on the snow planet, uh, asking why we don't think it's Hoth. I just hoth makes no sense to me in terms of trying to find force users where ilum would have some sort of force emanating from it yeah in, in, in my mind
1: and and like so
0: that's why i'm going with that
1: yeah and, and based off of what we saw kind of in the caves in the first trailer where it seemed like the baby was leading the way in in some sort of fashion like he was drawn to something in the caves that would make more sense for the baby being drawn to the force emanation from Kyber crystals, then like him randomly walking through a cave and Hoth, right. the only thing, and and you know, when we originally saw the first trailer, I threw out Hoth as like a 0.5% possibility because if he's, if Mando's following the footsteps of, of Luke Skywalker, he's heard right. about this Jedi. Yeah. I mean, be, it has
0: potential. I, I'm yeah, not like yeah. saying Hoth is the dumbest fucking idea ever. It, it has potential, but In terms of the limited information Mando is given about the child species, sorcerers, I would assume they would focus on planets that could have a strong uh, force connection.
1: Yeah. And I also, I mean, like if it is, you know, if the the dogfight that we see between the New Republic X-Wings and Mando is happening above this ice planet, whether it be Ilum or Hoth or whatever it is. Um, Hoth has th-
0: gone through some serious climate change in about seven years because yeah. its atmosphere was basically a uh, cotton ball.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, it would be, and it also just wouldn't make sense to me that the new Republic would be guarding Hoth. So vi- like, you know, vigilantly, like there's, yeah, no I, I, I think stay. your
0: idea of them guarding Ilum and that's why they, they kind of get into a dogfight that, that, has potential it has potential i mean they could also be coming after him for his stunt on the prison ship you know just kind of you know mando he he doesn't really go looking for trouble it always finds him yeah like his past (laughs) always (laughs) pops
1: up to to remind him that he's not he's a he's not necessarily a loved person in this this yeah you gotta remember
0: i I believe in every episode of the mandalorian Din either gets shot or beat up (laughs) so i mean (laughs) He, he's kind of a, a tragic hero um but yeah i don't know i i hoth just on paper doesn't make sense but it would be a treasure trove of fucking eggs and, and callbacks if they did go back there to echo base i mean don't get me wrong i would i would not be uh unhappy if it was hoth i'm just i'm leaning towards the space wizards sorcery force user we need to find him, we need to find them what planet has that ilum so yeah Okay, uh, moving on. There, there's a shot right there. I had to put that. The Dylan, you son of a bitch. Uh, the only thing they missed, they did not do the kind of the arm wrestling finish there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a- anytime grief cardboard is in a scene shaking hands, you gotta you gotta do the son of a bitch. Uh, we got a, a wider landscape shot of. I mean, this has to be Tatooine at this point. You got a nice dead bantha carcass there, and we can yeah. see Mando rolling
1: through, zipping along.
0: Uh, and then we get just more shots of what I'm assuming is this ice cave cave he crashes on on Ilum, if we're working on Ilum. Yeah. He's looking up at something. That's why I feel like they are going to sink down underneath the surface we saw them skidding across. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fucking crash. Look, it's crash right there, people. I was right. Everyone tell me I was right. Come
1: on. Yeah, tell me. Literally, I don't know if the person who said that that's definitely not... The Razor Crest is in here now. Probably not. But uh it's definitely the Razor Crest at this point. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Mando's going to be in there fixing it. So, I, I don't know, Nick. I, I think you are, uh, again, onto something. You get two stars today on your star chart for good Star Wars speculation topics. Yeah, I but, uh, I mean, we know Mando isn't a master mechanic. Uh, I mean, without Kuil, he never would have left that planet.
1: Yeah. It uh,
0: but it looks like he is going to be the only one to repair the Razor Crest at this point. So maybe that's why it looks like a jalopy floating through space. Yeah, it's, uh, he,
1: he, he can barely get it limping. <laughs> like yeah, that's I mean, basically, he gets like, like a, an
0: engine going. He doesn't even get enough hydraulics working to shut the fucking back plank. Yeah, so. no, he
1: doesn't. He's got no hyperspace. He's literally got sublight engines and that's about it. <laughs> and it, it's going to take him as far as he can go. And that's probably why. He gets right above ilum he sees some sort of planet that looks yeah, like, it's like it's inhabited go. comes back <laughs> <So> down
0: <laughs> yeah it's fucking backfiring left and right the, yeah. the kids like jerking back and forth oh, man. um so yeah they're, they're crashed there on this ice planet underneath the ground that looks like in some sort of cavern which we've seen them go through all right so here we get uh some more uh, kind of visual feedback or insights given to us and i'm going with this is navarro I know some people are saying it's it's solace. Uh, I, I still think this is Navarro. Uh, and uh, here's going to be my, my my speculation here. So we get this action sequence in this trailer. Yep. Where you know you see this Imperial troop transport just just jumping off this platform. So yep. at this point, I think it's safe to say on Navarro, there is a a remnant installation slash prison slash platform, whatever you want to call it. So we see this transport jetting out of here. Then it's getting chased. Okay, well, why are, why are they chasing their own transport? Well, it comes to be revealed that in the troop transport is none other than Grief Cardboard, Cara Dune and Mithril from S1E1, uh, Din's first, first bounty or that or we get to witness. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's his name. That is what he is listed on as IMDb. Horatio Sands played the character. I thought they were the mithril species, but they're calling him mithril. So here's what I'm saying, Nick. Mm -hmm. For some reason, and this is the reason, this is a thing I can't fucking figure out. For some reason, Mando and the child have to go back to Navarro. To... either break this guy out in particular other prisoners out of this remnant installation that's why he goes to grief and Kara to use them yeah because if we go down a few more slides it looks like at one time all three of them
1: are in this imperial remnant- installation right okay. yeah you can see just from the architecture that this is definitely an imperial style of base
0: yeah so why are they saving this guy? Is it just a, a gag and they threw it in the trailer just because, or does he have information the Mando realizes he needs now? Uh, but I, I'm thinking all this has taken place on Navarro because I don't think grief and Kara left at the end yeah. of the first season. And
1: it, and- like it, I, I can see why people think it's Solace because the landscape between Navarro and Solace is very similar. They both have, they're both like volcanic, like volcanically active planets. So there's lava running across them, but I don't understand. I don't know why you would abandon Navarro to j- use Sullust when it's essentially the same style of planet. Yeah, I
0: mean, th- they established Navarro as a key planet in the first season. Yeah. It was the Bounty Hunter Guild, but we- it also came to be, we found out that a lot of the remnant was, was there was, and they, they were building around. up. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were. And now it seems they have a fucking base there because this next slide, like I said, I'd still believe this is the same Imperial installation. They're going here to get something, break someone out. Like I said, is the mission to break out Mithril or is he just kind of a bystander, kind of like a gag, like a callback? Like, hey hey Mando you locked me up and now I'm with these assholes you're breaking someone else out or you're trying to steal information can you just get me yeah maybe they need him maybe they don't I don't I'm thinking it might be a gag but it was kind of neat to see him show up again but I do think Mando goes back to Navarro to get his friends to go take on this base for a reason
1: yeah I I, I
0: think the reason's more than just Mithril, but who knows yeah Uh, we get a cute shot of the child i I was watching star wars theory he was trying to say that the light glint in the child's eyes is a reflection of the dark saber Uh,
1: i mean i can see that but it's really hard to be able to tell and like it it does kind like a white line (laughs) right
0: i mean i'm not i'm not saying he's crazy i mean the guy has a huge following and puts out good content but I would think based on the uh, the reaction the child gave us, if it was the dark saber being lit up, he would be a little more like versus kind of like an inquisitive look. I I think the the child would react more like, oh, shit, this doesn't look good versus, oh, what's this? Yeah, Uh, that's my take. I I just had to throw him in because he's the child. Uh, Another scene of them, as I said, infiltrating this remnant base. here's a follow-up to the chase sequence you got grief in here doing his best han solo and luke skywalker shooting in the millennium falcon impression right and now like i said i think a lot of the end of this trailer was a continuation of of an action moment that is going to take place on navarro that is all centered around this heist break-in whatever so we saw that only grief and care were in the transport so you're going well where the hell's mando well, he's probably going to be dealing with these TIE fighters Yeah, that look to be going in pursuit of the transport. As he takes off with his jetpack, we can see some lava rivers again. Like I said, still navarro S to me. Yep. And that's that. So, not a lot. Uh, all we got from this trailer... We know that his main charge or his main idea to complete his quest is to track down more Mandalorians, versus just seeking out space wizards themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely the biggest thing. That uh, it's
0: big, me, so. and it 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 makes a lot of the rumored characters make sense. Like, yeah, it yes, makes okay, even,
1: even more sense. So, um, a good one minute little spot there, and it does it kind of brings some more possibility to the the rumors out there so yeah
0: and then there, there's gonna be some some big shit going down on navarro with one of din's former bounties and his two buddies yeah why who knows it's obviously going to be related to his quest i mean i maybe this maybe the breakout is to go save the child from moff gideon it could be yeah because i mean with uh he's he's come I mean, out you and don't said that really
1: see in that In this shot here, the one right before the baby shot, you see Mando in the hallway. And again, he's standing kind of sideways so you can't see his whole body. But you also, I mean, it doesn't seem like the satchel's on him. He doesn't have the egg with him. So the baby might not be with him there. And and you know, like,
0: I mean, we, we get the quote in every Mandalorian season two trailer, you know... He doesn't go anywhere without the child now.
1: Yeah. Like in so the So if the fucking, child is
0: not with him, this is more than likely the rescue mission we're yeah, looking like at.
1: Like on the ice planet, whether it be Hoth or Ilum, the baby's there. When he's in that fighting club on whatever planet that may be, he's there. This is the only shot that we see Mando, the only confirmed location that we know Mando's gonna be at where we don't clearly see the baby with him in at least a couple of shots. So um you know yeah we'll see i think it was a oh, it was cool. a, good little getting, teaser, getting, a good little teaser We're getting
0: spammed by donald trump and putin bots that means we must have said something to upset the uh the gods of tyranny
1: there we go yeah i mean we have this is the most view, oh, live viewed liveers so that we we are getting
0: we are getting attacked right now
1: i don't know how to can i like oh yeah i can i can uh block this this is person. hilarious golden yes. freddy block, block this him pepper vladimir pepper, Putin. putin. Donald oh boy! block this person there we go oh they're, they're just
0: coming now we're, we're full on getting bot attacked on the live stream right now this is hilarious. i'm selling
1: condoms <laughs> this is great i was gonna say this is the most live viewers we've ever had at one time and before we were even getting spammed um it was happening so <laughs> this is Holy so shit this is out of control yeah I'm this just going to watch this
0: go on there. There's my buddy, Brian Harvey. He's in here. Yeah. It's just spamming shit over and over. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> not going to pay attention to it. Uh, hopefully okay, they don't. Well,
1: d- I've blocked out. I may have to make somebody an admin in here. If, if you guys, if one of you, um, I don't know how, I don't even know how I can do that. Cause I'm not really familiar with it, but it seems like we're okay now. Um, <laughs> and now this is great. Uh, it's
0: spamming everybody's caught like Harvey I'm blaming I'm blaming it on Brian Harvey because his are spamming too and it started once he started commenting here what, yeah. what is SPG
1: 64 um, whatever it is
0: SPG 64 is live and has your address yeah All I'm right.
1: sure SPG has whatever they want to have <laughs> so uh so there we go um you know this is uh the first time that we've hey, ever Harvey, had Harvey, enough-
0: quit quit fucking with the live stream you yeah. jerk off
1: First time that we've had enough viewers to actually have somebody come in and spam us. <laughs> this is us. awesome. I love it. This is hilarious.
0: Go, 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 go.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to make somebody an admin and, and, and chat
0: participate. Whoever's whoever's cold front, they're saying they'll take out the spammers, but they're probably just uh, someone that wants control to fuck more shit up, so I yeah. don't know. Either way, I'm not going to worry about it. Fuck them. Uh, have at it, people. Spam that chat.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> Very interesting here, um, but yeah. So that's the end of the the Mando breakdown. If you guys haven't seen it yet, um, <laughs> make sure to make sure to go check it out.
0: Here we go spamming the Star Wars time show. This is, oh, text it! Come on, man! Don't spam us, dude. Oh my god, we were probably just gonna have to light. turn this turn is, off the fucking comments here.
1: Yeah, this is really annoying. And if I knew, like, I would make. Greg and admin or Sean or somebody who I knew, but it, I don't know how to do that. Oh wait, actually, let me see if I log in under, this is some, usually guys, live troubleshooting doesn't really need to happen <laughs> on, in terms of the, uh, here we uh, go,
0: SBG64 is a streamer on YouTube.
1: Um, okay, so,
0: oh, he's going to send my address to Hitman. Damn.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, removed. Actually, okay. So now that I'm in here as uh, as it's a trap i <laughs> s w t, I'm gonna make uh, tones. You're a moderator of the channel, so you can deal with this if you if you would like. I'm gonna go up and find uh, Greggy Bird. I'll make you a moderator. I'll make oh Devin that's a dangerous. Moderator. Don't
0: make Greg a moderator.
1: Uh, Devin, you're a moderator. So if you guys can see if you can get these these people removed, that would be very appreciated. It looks like one of your, I think your sister's in here, Matt. Yeah. There we go. That's right. Yeah. My, my two nephews, she
0: lets them watch it. So, Oh, wow. (laughs) They'll they'll end up talking like drunken sailors here in about another month. I don't know if that's
1: a good idea. Thank you, tones. And, and, uh, I don't know who who else I can give. If Greg types something, I can give him a, uh, uh, a moderator as well but right now it's devin and and tones in here <laughs> you look at it, unlimited power Yeah, well, you know De- yeah. devin's devin's just sticking around because he knows he's in the top five this week this is hilarious <laughs> i love this this is uh, the first yeah, time this is we, fun yeah. who cares
0: about talking about star wars let's just watch the channel get hacked here yeah i
1: know right this is the first time that that's happened so okay, thank you guys that yeah, I tell you what. Record. I mean, if, if
0: if we got to the point where they want to start hacking us and spamming <laughs> us, I guess we pissed enough people off.
1: I guess so, right? That's what I was. I was looking at the live stream numbers. I was like, man, we got you know concurrent viewers up to nineteen. They 20s. said
0: they said that Skeppy is saying that he uh, he's a streamer here, uh, and I'm on his channel. It looks like he is streaming. He's trying to speed run Super Mario Galaxy right now.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh... I don't know what the fuck... It's probably there?
0: not even Skeppy. It's probably just some jerk-off.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Oh, well, so... um, I'm
0: flattered, honestly. Oh, yeah, it's my nephew that's watching. Hey, there, Lando. Yeah. I don't see anything. Well, good. Maybe it's, uh... And I, I feel bad. The <laughs> people are gonna spend the rest of the show just blocking motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm
1: sorry, oh, well. guys, but, um... And, and Big Amish, you probably don't see it because our boys, Tones, and, and, and Devin are really knocking them out pretty quickly. So
0: It's like they could sit here and block all day. We're going to yeah. have to figure something out. They're, they're just, this is bot. This isn't a human doing this right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, I know. So, um, all right, well, we're just going to get on with the show. I'm sorry that this is happening in the live stream, everybody, but... Apparently, this is what happens when you get over eight viewers at a concurrent time period. <laughs> your, your, your live chat gets spammed. But, we'll yeah, next time we'll have to try to figure out a way to just uh, remove these bots from the the, the chat somehow. Um, all right. Anyway, we're going to move into our fan segment now. Our fan segment this week is going to be our question of the week combined with our top five plus the Matt shit on himself uh, section of that particular segment so first up our question of the week this week is a uh kind of a a redo from last week last week we covered who was the greatest sith of all time this week is going to be who is the greatest jedi of all time (laughs) and you know matt and i were talking before the the stream went live before we started recording and we're like you know what this one's a lot harder than the the greatest sith because one there are more well-known sith than there are well-known jedi uh, especially when it comes to their greatness and their level of power. Like, you're not a lot of people know Old Republic Jedi. Not a lot of people know, you know, pre-movie Jedi. Like, the only ones that you could probably name are your KOTOR characters. And then if you've played any of the other video games, you can be like, oh, yeah, th- th- Kyle Katarn or Jaden Core. So, like, you don't have as many, in my opinion, you don't have as many options as you do uh, for those. So um so we're gonna i dude
0: i'm mesmerized by I like, the, that's the bots just, that's I, i'm just zoned 100%. out like I, i'm like a cat man it's just like staring out a window right now
1: yeah <laughs> this is it's
0: like brruh,
1: brruh, brruh.
0: yeah I mean, it's like hey this this is what it's like to be on a popular live stream except they're not real
1: comments yeah exactly you really so. can't see
0: jack shit that just scrolls right by
1: yeah, uh, so, I'm just going to so, hide
0: it. So I, I quit getting distracted. That
1: is completely distracted. I'm sorry again, guys. If you guys don't feel like sitting there knocking them out, you can just let the spam continue and we'll just finish the show because hopefully we'll, we'll be wrapping it up here soon within the next 25 minutes or so. So let's kick off the question of the week. <laughs> uh, as I said, question is, who is the greatest Sith of all time and why? Um, I will take the first uh, story response here that we got and then I'll let Matt take... Uh, the next one, because the next one is going to be Boss Jan's personal novel on the on the opinion here. So first up is from Liam Samard Photography on Instagram. And his response is, I think I would like to say he says, I think I would like to say Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, you don't have to think you like to say it, you can just say it, uh, Liam. The reason I say this is because when looking at his achievements, you could see how underrated he is. First off, he was the first Jedi Uh, to master becoming a force ghost. He was able to teach himself the ability to keep a consciousness after death and the ability to appear as a ghost to help other Jedi in need. And later he was able to to teach that to other Jedi such as Yoda and Obi-Wan. Looking at this, it may not seem like an achievement for a Jedi, but he was one of the few Jedi to see the flaws of the Jedi Order and how they were not as good and peaceful as they said they were. Uh that's why I think he's the greatest Jedi PS. I tried my best this time on my punctuation and spelling for you Nick because last time it was too hard apparently. Well, you did better. I will say in your next <laughs> response to work on your your wording and phrasing. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, slowly we go we're young Liam. It's like coming to school after school. Yeah, we're teaching 16-year-old Liam some uh some some grammar lessons, but uh, Qui Gon Jin was a was a popular response. So um, very good answer there, Liam. All right, Matt, that brings us to you and uh, yes. Darth Hideous's I have to do
0: my performance of the week. I'll um, tune out
1: here. I'll go eat some lunch and come back, and Matt kay. will still be reading this
0: one. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 send you some smoke signals when I'm done here. All right, everyone's familiar with this at this point in time. I we may have to put him on the bench for a few weeks so he he stops typing five page long anecdotes about his answers to the fan question. Now, with that being said, they're always fun to read and they do tell a tale that is interesting to hear, but the, the four or five screenshots (laughs) to capture Darth Hideous's uh, answers. These days are getting a little long winded, Yeah. but here we go. I'll do it. Nonetheless. All right. Another sucktacular question from the corpulent minds of Star Wars Time Show. I'm going for a long one here, boys. Matt, you better do some yoga for this. Don't worry, I stretched it out when I took a wee. Who was the greatest Jedi? Well, fuck me. Yoda was pretty great. Not great enough to sense the rotting bloat that had infected the order. Not great enough to sense several generations of Sith come and go right under his pudgy little nose. Not great enough to sense the hubris that plagued the leader of the Jedi Order. Not great enough to stop Anakin from falling to the dark side. Not great enough to stop Order 66. Not great enough to stop a fucking weakened Sith Lord. I need double caps for this because I'm shouting my Sasha's tits off. NOT GREAT ENOUGH TO TELL LUKE VADER WAS HIS FUCKING FATHER. THEN YOU HAVE MACE. SAY WHAT AGAIN, MOTHERFUCKER, WINDU. HE WAS SO PREOCCUPIED WITH SLAPPING CUNTS IN THE FACE WITH HIS PURPLE COCK THAT HE ALSO SUFFERED FROM THE SAME FUCKERY THAT YODA SUFFERED FROM. I MEAN, THIS BEAUTIFUL, BALD CUNT HAD Sidious BY THE BALLS. All he needed to do was bring one or two more Jedi to stop Anakin from entering Palp's office and it would have been roll credits. But no, he was blinded by his own ego that he would be the one to bring down the Jedi and he lost his hand holding his purple wang before all but being kicked out of the window. All that was missing was Palp screaming, This is Sidious! Gerard Butler reference, in case anyone didn't get that. In the end, he was the most responsible for the end of the Jedi. That's Mace. Shut the fuck up and don't bother saying Revan. Pussy. <laughs> Obi-Wan, possibly, but his faults were all the same as Wang Boy and Yoda. The only difference was that he got lucky and lived to write himself as the valiant hero that tried to stop Vader. But he didn't! He couldn't even do that! What the fuck is it with Jedi needing to gloat before finishing the job? Why would he have left Anakin laying there burnt up in agony and not kill him? What was he trying to prove? Well, that fucked him in the good ass. Well, hold on. Well, that fucked him in the ass, good and hard. He took that red rocket right in the ham wallet, but not before Vader killed nearly all the remaining Jedi. And all that blood has to be on Obi-Wan from a certain point of view. Fucking Kenobi. As far as I can see, the only Jedi that actually knew what was happening and knew how to stop it was Qui-Gon. He saw what was happening to the Jedi. He knew how fucked it was to stick strictly to dogma. He knew it made no sense to not let Jedi feel compassion and love for others. He was the first Jedi to encounter a Sith in over a thousand years. He knew what was at stake with Anakin, and he knew that the boy needed a father figure to show him love, not a brother that he was competing with. He fucking knew. He was in touch with the living force. He worked out how to maintain his spirit alive via the force and to actually communicate with others. He knew that the force wasn't just the light in the dark. It was the places in between those that gave you the greatest power. Understanding that everyone carried darkness and that to be one with the force you couldn't just cut off that part of you, but instead you had to control it, have mastery over it, and ultimately not be afraid of it. Qui-Gon was the greatest. He just
1: had shit cunts for
0: friends.
1: (laughs) The end. The end of story time with Basta Jan. Thank you very much, Basta Jan, for your response. Um, He came to the same conclusion as Liam did. Yes. So
0: Qui-Gon Jin. It just took (laughs) many more screenshots to get there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So Qui-Gon is definitely a popular response within this one. I'll tell you that. Um, uh, next up is our good friend from Facebook, Anthony, that was brought to us by our other good friend, action figure, Noob, a.k.a. Brian, over on Instagram, so, his response opens up with the Matt Haywood special, hey now, I'm back for the question of the week, he says, to be honest, the only Jedi I can think of worthy to be called great is, uh, is the one and only Qui-Gon Jinn, I have a very particular set of skills, Jen. so, the uh what is the the taken quote uh is he the most powerful jedi ever certainly not the wisest perhaps not in the traditional sense but my god he is one of the only ones that did not have his head all the way up his ass he's the only jedi in the movies that ended up not getting mired in politics and bending over and spreading his cheeks for the senate he did not want a jedi uh yeah. Oh, he did what a Jedi should be doing and followed the will of the living force and clearly had his priorities in the right place. And let's be honest, if he trained Anakin things, probably would have turned out very differently. I think I'm starting was, to
0: feel like I have to go buy a Qui-Gon hot toys with oh, how many I mean, like Qui-Gons we got.
1: I, I, and I can't argue with a lot of these responses because even though he did get fucking bested by what was essentially, you know, at the time, like, yeah... You know, Maul was a was a very powerful fighter in terms of a Sith, but like I feel like a Jedi master to the level that Qui-Gon was probably should have been able to take him out. Um, so he says, I think he was the greatest Jedi because he was just a decent and genuine human being, unlike some other people. Cough, mace cough. There you go. Um <laughs> So that that was another Qui-Gon lover there. And I can't argue with that. Like you were saying, you know, maybe maybe you do have to go buy the gin hot toys, the Qui-Gon gin hot toys, that is because he's a very popular one for only being in one movie and not even featured that much in any of the cartoon series and essentially no other Star Wars properties. The motherfucker is very loved. So um, good answer there, Anthony. Next up, we have Baron's Black Series. And he has a different answer. I guess he picked Qui-Gon. He did not. He said, gotta be Kit Fisto. Yeah, he's got a hard-on for Kit. He does. He's a big fan of Fisto. He says, calm and collected and always has a smile. No matter how bad things get, he's always looking on the bright side of things. Plus, he figured out how to use a lightsaber underwater. I mean, he was smiling until he got fucking stabbed through the chest. Yeah, doesn't he specifically
0: in clones, like he he gets a a full-on frame shot where he just goes like,
1: he like force like, pushes you like ah. yeah yeah he, yeah
0: he looks like he's <laughs> like always baked out on crack or something
1: yeah dude uh space jesus in here is asking you all forgot luke that's uh, and i mentioned this to matt before space jesus i do believe that that a lot of our fans here forgot about luke skywalker they need to go uh talk to dr dre and yeah i mean we, we talked about that
0: beforehand Yeah, and considering like how upset people were at how Jedi Master Luke Skywalker was portrayed, you'd think they would hold him in higher regards in terms of Jedi. But he wasn't even mentioned once, right?
1: He there was no no choices of Luke. I mean, (laughs) see, so do you guys really think Luke is is a badass? Do
0: do you really think Luke is a badass then, if not a single person
1: thought of him as a great Jedi? Yeah, like William Alexander in the chat is like, oh, they'll get to Luke for sure. Uh, Unfortunately, for for Space Jesus and William Alexander, none of our respondents chose Luke Skywalker. It seems (laughs) you two
0: need to respond or something, because Luke was forgotten about.
1: He definitely was. So Lima Four Photos is up next, our good buddy from our Discord. He says, it would be Obi-Wan Kenobi for me. He epitomized what a true Jedi should be, true to the light. But not overly dogmatic, which is why he remained in touch with reality and never lost his compassion for others. So I I mean I think that Obi Wan is definitely up there to be considered in my opinion. Like was he was he as you know clear I don't want to say clairvoyant, but he could he see as far into the future and see with clarity that what Qui Gon could? Probably not. No. But I think that given I mean,
0: Obi Wan is kind of an asshole, really. He's, I mean, a, he's an expert liar. He's a, revisioni- he's a revisionist in terms of history. Yeah. Um, he failed a lot.
1: You're right. But uh, I think that without Obi-Wan, there is no Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You right. know, and even more so than Yoda, in, in my opinion. Like, without Obi-Wan. Well, Yoda,
0: and we have to agree that Yoda is the one that actually taught him how to use the Force. Uh, Obi-Wan didn't teach him shit, really. He taught him how to hold a lightsaber and not get shot by a training remote, and then he died. Yeah. Um, he taught him that he could communicate to Luke through the Force after death. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Luke's true training, at least in the films, I believe Yoda is considered responsible yes, for it. Yes, he
1: is responsible. But I just feel like Obi-Wan, especially like if you consider the prequels, like, he literally does everything he can for Anakin. Like he was, he picked up the mantle that why except kill
0: left. him. That like the one thing he couldn't do that would have probably helped Anakin the most was kill him.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, that, <laughs> I mean, that would really have been the best him. thing to do. But like, I don't think that he could have done any better than what he did. There was just too many forces at work against him yeah. for, for Anakin to have come out on top as a true Jedi. But that's just my opinion. So, uh, next up, Scion XTC. He said this one is a lot tougher than picking a top Sith. I will agree with that. But I'm going with Obi Wan. He defeated Darth Maul, uh, that, Grievous, and Anakin. That's a good case. Yeah, survived good case, Order sixty six, and after all that, he remained hidden until he joined Luke. I mean, okay,
0: he I'll give it to you guys and Kenobi. He's not that bad.
1: Yeah, he did take down a, a pretty hefty, you know, number of combatants there. Yeah, so. big
0: bads. Like his big bad kill list is is pretty legit. Yeah.
1: I will say, OK, old architect customs and chat says that in old in in old canon, Luke was top tier in terms of Jedi, And I will agree. Old old canon Luke was like they literally built him up to be this 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 exact pair. Yeah, that, that's of the, the Jedi. Luke that
0: everyone wanted to see in these movies. And it doesn't even sound like that was going to be the case if George did if it. If George yeah, did we-
1: it. He was going to nuke him. And well, I don't know how he would have played it out, but he would have at least had Luke Skywalker killed Correct. Yeah, and that,
0: that is confirmed because uh, Nick's reading a new book with little nuggets here and there, but that, that is confirmed. George was going to whack Luke in Episode 8 as well. Yeah.
1: But that also, like, I don't know how that movie canon would have worked with the novel canon at the time. That's another good point from
0: William. Luke in movie canon cuts himself off from the Force. That's not very Jedi-like either, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. Not very... Uh, top tier Jedi there you go okay. Luke you little whiny bitch <laughs> alright next up The Fig Show says that's a tough question I think the best were Yoda Qui-Gon Obi and Mace Mace did almost kill Palpatine and that says a lot I don't care I don't know if Obi-Wan could have is he what he was going for there yeah The Fig Show I mean, just
0: quit he's like you know what why am I replying to this sh- shitty Star like, this Wars time dumb. show why am he I literally here? just stops typing mid sentence he's like
1: fuck this yeah <laughs> um I think that Mace is the best. I mean, this is going to be hard to say because um, I think that Mace, in terms of not what we see in the movies, but in but basically the way that they wanted to portray him, I think that he was the best Jedi combatant, like fighter. He,
0: yes, and uh, yeah. we have to look this up, but I believe it's in the behind-the-scenes commentary, the director's commentary for *Revenge of the Sith*, and I think Georgie Boy does confirm that mace did beat palpatine and it wasn't a show
1: yeah like it was just a straight up lightsaber to lightsaber defeat so right um, but
0: i do i mean i, I think mace and I, I believe hideous was the one that hinted to this in that long-winded uh explicative filled uh response I, I do think mace uh, it was just as, if not more of the reason for the fall than Yoda. Yeah. Because well, I, I, think, I, I think Mace's arrogance and just the way he would kind of talk over Yoda sometimes, even in the council chamber, like he's always throwing his big dick around, right? Like, yeah. no, we're not going to train him. Well, who the fuck are you? What's this little green guy say?
1: Yeah. I mean, Yoda was around far longer than Mace. Also, Mace was the one that really head fucked Anakin. Of course. Like, that, that's to, what I mean. Like, an equal degree as Palpatine.
0: Yeah, like, I I really think Mace was just as big of a reason for Anakin's turn as Palpatine's. Yeah. Uh, Movies and in the cartoons. I mean, Mace is a dick.
1: Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Next one up is from... Ek Rory,
0: Ek Rory, E K U Rory. Look at that,
1: i K. I don't know who that is. Th- this but is a,
0: this is a, a another personal friend here.
1: Nice, E K U Rory. He says Kosa Yin Hadu, Gungan Jedi. Plain and simple. What an <laughs> asshole.
0: Where did he even pull that up? Is that? It has to be real because I, I bet he looked it up. Because he wouldn't just make it up. Because he's not in the Star no, it's, Wars it's enough a, to just. It's a
1: real thing. Wikipedia. There you go.
0: Look at this. Look at this guy. Like I, I've slowly worked on him. Like I Actually, have him going through was, the Clone
1: uh, Wars now. Um, he he turned Sith apparently. So, <laughs> so Kosa Yin Hadu, oh, what a motherfucker! Was well, a Rory,
0: if you're listening, there you go. You, you you got an answer on the show. You tried. You did a little research, but you cannot trick Nick.
1: Yeah, he he's, he was he trained to be a a Jedi. But he <laughs> Kosa
0: Yin Hadu.
1: I guess it kind of yeah. counts. You can still say Anakin Skywalker because Anakin. Skywalker I, I guarantee this Jedi. guy
0: purposely looked up Gungan Jedi just to see if didn't there were got, any to, to drop that answer. Yeah. Uh,
1: next up, Max Maldini here from Instagram says Mace Windu. He cut off Django's head and would have defeated Palpatine if it wasn't for Anakin's intervention. He was badass. I mean, we agree.
0: So we did get some maces up there.
1: Yeah. Old Architect says he didn't give an answer because he couldn't think of a great Jedi. <laughs> there you go. Well
0: Next one here from Herminator06. Yoda, because he may be tiny, but he can move and because he was the wisest of the Jedi. Yeah, I mean, I'm really thinking about this one. You kind of do have to give it to Yoda just yeah. for the the length that he was at the level of, of Grandmaster, the amount of Jedi he trained. Like, you got to think his influence... Was uh, spanned generations of Jedi, like his teachings, generations, hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but it is it, it, there really aren't many many Jedi unless you got into the games, the SwoTors, the yeah. EU's, all the shit it's, that's it's, been aborted at this point.
1: Yeah, it's hard because like greatness was never something that, and I guess this is a very interesting way to look at it is like greatness isn't something that jedi strove for right like they never they never strove to be yeah, like
0: it was probably the wrong descriptor for jedi and the most honorable or the the yeah. most prescient i don't fucking yeah know. It's, I mean,
1: it's hard because i like i wanted to get the same type of responses like who do you think the best jedi was but like sith strove for greatness they strove to do things that no sith had ever done yeah, before they,
0: they wanted to stand out where jedi Tried hard to never stand out
1: exactly, so it's very different in terms of how they operated. Um, uh, but I mean, Herminator is right that you know, Jet, in terms of longevity of Jedi and in terms of wisdom, probably yeah, Yoda would be he's the best. got
0: skills. Um, up next, we got bat 2797, which who I, think I believe is William
1: Alexander. Is that right. William Alexander, I, I, I think chat? so. He says, I think so. Uh, need to change my name, <laughs> so um, so yeah, he says. I'm going to throw in Obi. He was definitely one of the most cunning. I think he also stayed truest to the Jedi teachings and never cut himself off from the Force. He defeated multiple Sith, gave up his true love for the yep. Republic, yep. and sacrificed himself so the Jedi could live on. Yep. His story is actually one of the more fleshed out uh, fleshed out one for us. And of course, the high ground. Yes, indeedy. The high All ground. All right,
0: you motherfuckers sold me on Kenobi at first i was a little down on him because of how much he lied to luke and and his his mishaps with anakin but he he redeemed a lot of shit it, what he does in a new hope i think is it's discounted if you don't really think and analyze what he did there i mean he he mm-hmm. knew that by dying and becoming one with the force he could better serve this young pupil and the galaxy as a whole versus remaining in his fleshy shell exactly uh, that, that's 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 some big shit there i do um, think
1: that that kenobi is definitely top three Jedi Yeah, he just
0: time. i mean uh, we can blame george on some of the reasons why kenobi's a little squirrely i mean yeah. george is the one that wrote all six movies and yet contradicted most of the shit that he wrote in the original trilogy with the prequels that is uh, true. <laughs> so it is the the old certain point of view stuff. We do have that. That's like the faith argument. You know, it's the the catch all.
1: Yeah, yeah. So last one up. This is from Lord of Thane. He says Rey because she is all of the Jedi.
0: Well, that's actually
1: go. pretty pretty solid response. <laughs> you got us there. Yeah, Ray. I mean
0: honestly, I know it it won't be a popular opinion with most people, but if you think about her pedigree, what she does, what she channeled, who she defeated. Uh, the dyad aspect which apparently is stronger than even being the chosen one at least according to the movies uh she she has to be up there in terms of pure power and the 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 mental aspect Yeah, yeah i mean she I mean, was a fucking palpatine could use force lightning like to the point she she let her dark side grow enough could use force lightning Mm -hmm. but still had a strong enough head on her shoulders like a kenobi to not become a fuck off like anakin
1: so here's a question for you matt last week we talked about um the sith bloodline that had led up to palpatine essentially just being stacks on stacks on stacks of sith all just compounded onto each other right since she is of palpatine blood like she is a palpatine and has that bloodline and and thus that force essence within her is she just like doubly powerful now because she's got all of these sith and all of these jedi
0: no well we'll get nerdy here science nerdy force nerds
1: i would assume when she literally
0: melted the motherfucker indiana jones style that she vanquished all of those spirits with him.
1: So all of the Sith spirits Yeah, cuz I
0: don't even see like the those black shadowy figures, don't they all disappear too in the blast?
1: The well, I don't know if they disappear because when you see the the temple crumbling, like you specifically see like rocks hitting some of them. So I don't know if they like disintegrate, but they definitely all died. Um so tough uh Yes, yeah, so I, I think
0: she probably wiped them all out. But yeah. I mean, she but did. But
1: like, here's what I want from this: like, I really want Ray as a character to continue to grow in expanded universe canon. I,
0: I know, man, but it's not going to happen. I, I don't think they're going to do it. It's First so off, I don't think Daisy wants to do it. Second oh, off, no. I they want to get away from these quote unquote Skywalker threads. Oh no.
1: I I agree that I don't think that that Daisy is ever coming back, but like in these comic like they keep saying they want to get away from the Skywalker threats, but every fucking comic that comes out is Skywalker. (laughs) Every video game that comes out is good, is is related to Skywalker in some ways in that time period. So why not take Ray, who is this character that you did kind of bungle at the end, but who's. The beginning of her story was done brilliantly in TFA, in my yes, opinion. Yes, man.
0: Well, I mean, there's a point in time both forms of Obi-Wan are speaking to her.
1: Yeah. Like, I think that you have the opportunity to take this character in novels, in comic books, in video games, and really expand her to be what you wanted her to be at the end of Tross. This incredible Jedi, light side paragon that that is now the new force for good in the galaxy which we didn't really get there in the movies but you have the opportunity to do that in these comic threads and, and novels yeah. and everything like that so i really hope that that comes together yeah, that, but
0: that'd be nice we'll see who knows i mean, I, I, I was a huge fan of ray really up until tross and having that bullshit blessed on her and it is what it is at this point all right dude we're going long again it's going to be another three hour show for free free free
1: <laughs> It's all how we do it.
0: That's how we do it. We are full of hot air and a lot of that hot air is Star Wars oriented.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very much so.
0: Okay, so to close out our honoring of the fans, because that's what we do. So if you like podcasts where you may hear your name or you may hear nice things said about you or sometimes some shitty things said about you, you should get involved with the Star Wars Time Show. Yeah. But in particular, if you are someone that likes to get into some art some Star Wars art be it toy photography real ass paint real ass pencils this segment is for you and to get in on it we just need you to follow at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show in all of your Star Wars posts and if you're someone like Liam and Cryo and the rest of the game you'll tag us in every fucking post you put up whether it's (laughs) Star Wars or not But we are here for you to double tap and give you some love. All right. So, if you do that, you could get the first honor of being featured on our account. So, me, Matt, yours truly, I do 12 features a day at Star Wars Time Show. You can go check it out right now if you want to. And then at the end of the week, before we fire up the mics to talk about all things Star Wars and our fans nick picks five of his favorite from that week's worth of 12 posts per day and that leads us to where we are now the top five star wars fan artist features of the week all right my friend who did you pick first
1: first up is one of our chat participants one of our good buddies here this is old architect customs taking what was said to be a very i don't know if this is the actual nihilist figure he's using from gamestop it is and i
0: i'll give you some insights nick because i know you don't follow this stuff as closely as i do because you're not really into the the hobby itself but oac I mean, besides taking this fantastic shot of Nihilus, he has also kitbashed him a bit to make him look even better. Yes. Uh, that is not this version. I, I think this shot is a picture of the standard Nihilus you would get out of the box. Okay, uh, Still a fantastic shot. I mean, I, I like the effects. I, I really like the, the tone in this old Architect custom shot. It, it's a little darker, not as much light. Yes. Uh, but I think it, it really fits well for Nihilus. It kind of gave it a a, a classic look. Um, you know, like an older photograph look. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's just, it was just a, a really solid image of the... What's his name? The Eater of Worlds. The Lord, the Lord, Lord of, of Hunger. Hunger. Yeah.
1: The Lord of Hunger. So yeah, so we see Nihilus with his blade ignited and shooting uh, force lightning out of one of his hands. I mean, Nihilus... I don't want to say is an easy figure to look cool because as we all know, like no, when you're doing toy photography, it's never easy, but Nihilus no. has just such an incredible look his mask, the way that his, his cowl, his hood falls. Yeah, I mean like, he, he doesn't have eyes. Yeah, no eyes, and I think OAC actually threw like a, a soft goods cape on him as well because I don't I don't know if he no, he he that. comes with soft OAC, goods. I actually does.
0: I actually shot Nihilus too. I'm just back in the right where I shoot shit and then I just let it sit on my iPad, and never develop and there process. We oh, there
1: so. we go. So um, yeah, beautiful shot, beautiful representation of Darth Nihilist, the Lord of Hunger, from at old underscore. Yeah, I'll, I'll go pull up his customs. account and
0: show you the. Um, the custom he was working on real quick, if I can, because it looks like he's taking shots of the custom version now. Here we go. Yeah, I got it up here. He, he just, he added a lot of soft goods to the front.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking uh, at some cover
0: all that shit up. It it looks so much better than what you get out of the box. I mean, I don't know if he's borrowing stuff from some of the Kylo Ren figures, uh, but I, I like what OAC did with his kit bash custom Nihilus. Looking yeah. Good.
1: Good stuff. Um, Yeah. So OAC, our first member of the top five this week. Next up is at Treva Masher. I haven't put up the
0: picture. Hold on, Nick. I never switch back to the browser. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, Uh, Hold on. Let's let let
0: everyone look at OAC's picture. That was my fuck up. There you go, guys. (laughs) Uh, That's what I get for not paying attention to the chat after we got bombarded with uh, motherfucking bots. But yeah
1: yeah okay so, so now so you there's can see his, shot, his shot and now I'll,
0: now i'll show <laughs> yeah. you his custom uh, you know i mean we're not professionals here everyone knows that we're just two jerk offs that like to stick our thumbs up our butts and talk about star wars there's his custom right there beautiful stuff beautiful
1: yeah. stuff so at Looking old good. underscore architect underscore customs on instagram beautiful work for the top five this week. Next <laughs> Are You up, guys
0: gonna put up the picture?
1: Yeah, we might. Yeah, we I think I think it's up now. You guys yeah, we're, we're up now. We got it, my friends.
0: So the delay should catch up and you all should be happy. So <sighs> calm the calm the fuck down. We're moving on.
1: All right. Moving on. Next up is at Treva, T-R-E-V-A, Mather, M-A-T-H-E-R on Instagram. And this shot here was hard. Like I is Matt, you might need to help me out here. Is this an actual toy shot? Like is the, the primary figure that we see here a toy? Or is this like some other piece of like Photoshop artwork that was yeah. done by Trevor Mather?
0: I mean, I'm, I thought it was a toy, but the more I look at him, like, I don't know. I've never seen this trooper with that hose. So unless he customized it, which he very well could have. Uh,
1: either way, I mean, doesn't it feel like a, like a video game cover That's what I was going to say, man. Like this looks like a video game thing. I mean, his Treva's account says aspiring Gertie photographer of toys, big and small living on Australia's Gold Coast. So this is clearly Greg's cousin. Um, This is Greg Bird's cousin here. That's me. Yeah. Anyone
0: like all our Australian fans. I feel like they're all related.
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely all related (laughs) because as we know, uh, Australia, the fake continent of Australia is just inhabited by all family members. So. Yeah. Um, but what Trevor has here is like you said, it's fucking beautiful. If it, I think it is a toy pick that he's using this, this, um, put like a filter on it or something. Yeah, just like know. a filter that really perfectly mashes this, this stormtrooper up front as your primary focus with the background that does make it look almost just exactly like a video game in some yeah, way. I
0: mean, it's like a promotional poster for battlefront.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, it's just such a well blended like photograph here. And and it really was hard for me to be able to tell like, man, is this like a real toy that he's taking a picture of here? Or is this some other, is this like a Photoshop job that he kind of threw together? uh,
0: Like I said, we're we're here for all the Star Wars arts. Doesn't doesn't have to just be toy photography, Uh, video game photography. That is a thing these days, believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, Uh, composites uh, like this, the real ass paint yeah so stick figures clay sculptures it doesn't matter we'll take it all
1: yeah so uh, hashtag
0: star wars time show
1: (laughs) any any kind of artwork you do send it our way um at treva t-r-e-v-a underscore i mean not underscore at t-r-e-v-a-m-a-t-h-e-r on I, I like this
0: account. He does some fun stuff. Like, I shared this one. It didn't make it to the top five, but I'm on his account now, Nick. Do you see the the full Mando? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what awesome. A... It's a play on the full Monty. He's got yes. all these uh, naked figures with their helmets or balloons covering their crotches. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that, that's slick. I like that. Or the one where he uh, put the predator head on Iggy Pop's body
1: oh god oh yep uh, i see that one now too <laughs> i like that ty- i
0: like that ty- type of stuff there so beautiful stuff. Uh, yeah Trevor mather yep. t-r-e-v-a-m-a-t-h-e-r
1: well done next up is our good buddy lima four photos there in it the is top five this week lima for- and his famous
0: clones man these are probably Dude. my favorite custom clones in the community uh remember he, he's from the the philippines i believe so us here in this proper states we can't really commission all of lima's customizers because he also has a badass dio maker because that is a legit dio we also see in this shop but he also made those figs uh i believe who are we looking at there is that fives or echo the the lead one the i can't lead I forget one, the I... I always forget their helmet marks yeah. and who's who i don't know I think i'm that's not fives. good at
1: identifying clones but uh but Lima's in the chat so he can let us know when he catches up. So um, but yeah, I mean, Lima, his work on these custom figures is, like you said, probably the best that I've ever seen.'t I, I know that I'm not as you know prevalent in the community as, as you guys are, but the way I mean, it's just not, it's not just the figures, it's the poses, it's the right. setup. It's everything that you can feel in this shot, like you know these guys are about to do a breach and go exactly fucking bust into this room and either shoot down somebody who's in there or or run a black bag capture job like this is just so well executed even the tone of the shot like it's not as brightly colored as some of the other shots but it, it should be a little bit more you know dim and bleak because of the, the yeah, subject it's, it's matter got a itself. it's
0: got a cooler tone to it yeah. you know uh it, it it goes closer to the the cool side of the 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 warm or the color scale whatever the fuck yeah you call so it so he says it the is temperature fives in
1: the lead yeah
0: fives in the lead then i think that's echo because jesse would have the the cog on his head and then yep. rex is there and then just some rando dude
1: yeah some random <laughs> no nah, that's what
0: i'm gonna say about uh lima four it's the posing. Like, yes. I mean, this is an account again. I look at like, Oh, I wish, I wish I could fucking pose and make them look real like that. And I could probably get away from just doing portraits and Hey, it's me standing here a figure. Yeah. Uh, as Nick said, this, uh, this is a scene, a scene is created. I mean, Nick wrote the story based on the picture he came up with. They're breaching something. They're going after a target. Fives is in the lead. He's the one counting the down. Rex is placing the charge. It's because of his
1: posing. Like we said, those figures are fucking badass. I think he says he gets them from Gooseman underscore customs on Instagram.
0: Gooseman underscore customs for the clones and then at underscore kind static underscore for the dio. Yes. Uh, But back to my point, we can all buy badass looking figures. That's easy. If you have the money, obviously, if you don't, it's a little harder and you probably hate people that can do it. Not all of us can take said figures and honor their badassery with a complimentary shot of said figures. Very true. Uh, Lima is one of them. I mean, he gives these guys life. He creates scenes. The scenes tell a story. Uh, This is something I would love to work more myself on. It's, says Nick said it's the lack of patience. It's getting a window to go shoot. I just run downstairs and oh shit, there's Mandalorian. Stand them here. Turn on the light and I'm stuck in portrait land. The creativity gets killed. Um, so yeah, you know, keep it up, Lima. Keep it up. Loving yes. the posing. Loving the shots. Uh, definitely a count that uh, uh, we follow closely. We follow all of you closely. Yeah. But there are a few. I'm not gonna lie. They they, they stand out uh and this is one of them at lima for photos on instagram
1: yeah hopefully we can get some more get him over the 1000 mark here because this this guy yeah he
0: unfortunately i mean there's there's been a few accounts that have shown up over this past year some have gotten the graces with ig i'll I'll name them i don't know if we've done a top five with them yet but i've seen his account just explode and he's only been on for a year and that's 97 parsecs photography he's
1: definitely been top five.
0: um I mean, his shots now are clear in 800 to 1,500, and they're, they're quality. This isn't me shitting on him. It just shows you how you can have an account like Lima, which, in my opinion, puts out high-quality scene shots, that doesn't quite get that algo boost where a shot like 97 parsecs, I believe started this time last year at zero, is now on track to have more followers than even star wars time show we've been around for two years yeah (laughs) so (laughs) i mean it goes to show you with ig if you're if you're good at toy photography and the algo likes you you will go places your account will explode (laughs) you will get great traction but you can also be really good at this and if the algo does not like you it can cripple your soul
1: yeah. Hopefully everybody gets their time and light with the algorithm. Uh Lima Four definitely deserves his. So good job at Lima4 Photos on Instagram. Four is spelled out F-O-U-R. Uh well worth a follow for sure. Next up is our good buddy at Super Scoundrel right. here. Super underscore scoundrel. And I actually had two when I was going through, I was picking the top five. I picked one, and then I picked another, and I was like, "They're both super scoundrel ones." Yeah, bro. Which one I mean, do I, I really I, want?
0: He's an account that again, I have to, I have to govern it. I have to temper myself. I mean, there, there are times where I mean, we're now in my folder. I have two hundred shots to share that span, I think, from end of September up until now. Wow. And usually, every few scrolls, it's a super scoundrel. So I have to stop myself <laughs> from every day or every other day just sharing one of his new creations because he's been on this what we're looking at now this is his his cyberpunk phase of mandalorian and star wars art (laughs) uh he's been doing a lot of these for a t a t-shirt company these are designs i actually think you can go out and buy so check out at superscore underscore scoundrel i think he has the links to the company printing these shirts uh, but yeah, I mean, between these concepts and then just his traditional vector art of of character portraits, uh, it's a hard account not to want to just throw up new shots every day.
1: Yeah, this shit is so incredible. So what we're seeing here for those people who aren't watching on YouTube or on live stream is we see a Mando, but it is a Miami Vice <laughs> style Mando yeah. with literally it's, it's, like
0: it's, 80, the- it's 80s, you know, cyberpunk type of shit.
1: Yeah. So you have like the. The Miami Vice style sunset in the background with like the pink palm trees, the pink and black palm trees going up the back and then bright yellow letters up front. It says this is the way and like a like a literal like 80s rad font and just the style of this was so perfect because the other one that I had, I believe, was a Death Watch Mando and I was like, okay, this is good. But this one here, this fucking Miami Vice Mando is like next level shit. And if Devin does have this for sale. I think I might go snag a shirt of that. No, I'm
0: t- I don't think he sells them personally. He's working with another account, but I know on these shots on his account, if you look through him, he'll have the details, but yeah, I mean,
1: this, I mean, this is, is so good. this is
0: tattoo. This is bust out your old jean jacket and throw on a fucking patch of it on the back. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's what we call bitching.
1: Yeah, he says he's got some Mando Vice coming on Friday See, as well. Told you, man.
0: He's, he's channeling that that eighties that eighties yeah. punk feel. Yeah, and with, also with some...
1: he's a. I mean, he's a, an admin in our YouTube channel now. So that's right. He's hey, he's been
0: elevated. He's no longer resident real ass painter extraordinaire. He is. He now has to deal with Russian bots in our live stream chat. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> there we go. But yeah, I mean, this shot. I mean. <laughs> Everything Devin puts out is just top quality hey, let's works, just let's just go
0: just... tour his account real quick cuz I think there's some new people in here that might not see or have seen what good old super scoundrel gets into. Uh here here's some Dude, of his other that shirts. fucking
1: Grievous thing, man. Yeah,
0: the before the dark Times shirt with the razor cor- razor crest, the uh, bleeding eyes tie fighter pilot helmet. This is the way. I mean that's like 100% an 80s album cover right there yeah where where he's got the armorer's head on it dude that's so Uh, badass like the halloween style silhouette i mean come on like we could scroll through his page all day long look at this guy look at this guy
1: it is just yeah man that is that is some nasty (laughs) stuff right there and then he's
0: got he's got uh star wars props then comes in and animates the shit Dude. So I'm playing one. I'm playing the Grievous that is now animated. It's like a motion graphic.
1: Dude, I I I love this. I love that that Devin has been able to see the success that he has seen on Instagram, and he's he's able to turn it into something where he can start to get some income. I even remember Devin did. Uh, Papa Palpatine, one of our favorites over here at the Star Wars Time Show. Yeah, he did his,
0: his, his he logo. He
1: redid, yeah, Papa's logo. He did uh, like a fully vector art version of Papa's logo. So, Star I'm, Wars I'm, Time you know, uh, Devin, quote
0: me on this, and, and I, obviously we're not going to take credit, but I believe when we first featured you, you were maybe at 5,000 followers. I, think I, I like believe you're under seven.
1: Yeah, somewhere. And, and
0: now he's at almost 18000 18, and It's
1: all because of us. We take You can all say credit. what you
0: want, but <laughs> it could be because we've spoken his name on the fabled Star Wars Time show mm-hmm. Top five fan artist features of the week. You never know. I mean, you never know. Yeah, man. That's I mean, some... some will say it's because of his artistic talents. Others will say, me, that's because of the Star Wars Time show.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, this, this show... Should... <laughs> go to the storefront because it's like go to devin's profile Oh yeah there it is let's I'll just link. break
0: open the whole damn store
1: yeah he said he was about to hit 3k jesus man yeah and i believe
0: <laughs> uh, devin again
1: we we've only been uh internet friends for what like a year at this point i think if that maybe it, maybe a little bit longer than a year i'd have to go back but yeah it's dude it's yeah Here you account, go. i'm, I'm right scrolling through so. some
0: of the shirts they're they're up there there's the uh logo we were talking about this is the way too in in black or white t-shirt before the dark times with the with the disney d no uh, yeah so check him out man check him out he, he's a good guy too i mean he's he's one of the bigger accounts that comes in and plays with our lowly low-level asses all the time he promotes it out there he gives, he lets people know. I mean, he folded Star Wars props into the fold. He's done his homework. Remember, if you become a fan of the Star Wars Time Show, that's not enough for us. You have to then go out and become a surrogate for the Star Wars Time Show. You have to go on Fox News for the Star Wars Time Show, <laughs> yeah, right? No, right? Get all you those be, old
2: people in here.
0: <laughs> you better be stumping for the SWTS once we grace you by bringing you into the fold,
1: okay? Yeah, so... I mean, I I don't know. We we can't say enough about Devin and his work. Go definitely if you if you like his art style and you like what he puts out on Instagram, <laughs> go to the shop, support him financially if you can. Uh, um, I just like how
0: just, I'm trying to bogart some of his success with yeah, our dumb no, show.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, Vicente,
0: who you know that's Lee before. <laughs> he Four. he's saying that he thinks SWT got him 600 to 900 followers. So there,
1: there. See, hey man, See? it's possible. It's possible. So um beautiful work at super underscore scoundrel on instagram for those of you out there looking for some dope ass mando or (laughs) star wars gear hey devin uh, i still want the fucking coffee
0: table book with foil like pages okay (laughs) christmas will work all right yes
1: yes indeed so good stuff here all right. Last up for the top five before we get into the Matt Haywood Pop Shot Breakdown of the week. This is going to be like a three hour and 20 minute show at least. Oh my God. Uh, is Darth Kikucho, D-A-R-T-H-K-I-K-U-C-H-O on Instagram. Sorry, I'm, I'm,
0: just, I'm laughing at Devin in the chat. He said, you need to tattoo your ass with Star Wars Time Show.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty
0: much what I'm asking for. That would help.
1: Yeah. You got to get the, the brand <laughs> on there. So... <laughs> All right, go Uh, ahead, Darth Kikucho. Darth Kikucho here, and what we have (laughs) is a really well-placed shot Uh. of, I mean, a well-set-up, well-executed shot of our good old Rebellion buddies, Han, Leia, C-3PO, and R2-D2, hiding behind a big rock from what looks like, and what I like about this, what looks like a, uh, a second sister in the background, and then some imperial troopers kind of scouring the landscape looking for them
0: we got a flavor i mean hell i mean he's got essentially the gaming greats troopers on display yeah all of them because you got the second sister she's a gaming great you got the 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 trooper captain or commander he's a gaming great the jump trooper was a gaming great the shadow commander is a gaming great and the one back there i believe is a purge trooper Another oh, yeah,
1: the helmet line. The helmet Another
0: looks- gaming great. So uh E B games or I think Kakucho is German, so I don't know where he or she got these, but yeah, it's a it's a nice I mean, it's a nice laid out scene, first and foremost.
1: I love the atmosphere effect that he's got yep. going on too. Yep.
0: Some good some good aerosol effects going on. Uh you know, like I said, it's a nice mix of the of the empire coming after our heroes. You got Han, Leia, and the droids, no Luke. Luke's probably whining about something right he's probably (laughs) bitching and moaning yeah uh it's it's just these are ones like you know being someone that that meddles in this hobby to think about this setup where his camera might have been to fit in kind of the the more landscape approach here it's impressive i mean getting these shitheads to stand and stay where you want them to outside nonetheless where you have to deal with the forces of nature like wind this that and the other thing Mm -hmm. uh it's always impressive so i'm i don't think i've ever featured a shot that has had more than two or three figures so when you start to get these that have upwards of eight nine ten it's impressive because i mean it's the time to set the little cocksuckers up Make sure they look right in your frame. I mean, I don't know about every anyone here, but I doubt you get your poses perfect the first time. You probably make an initial stab. You go back, you look at your viewfinder. Is it lined up? Nope. Han looks like he's fake. Han looks like he has a, you know, a broomstick up his ass. I got to move him. <laughs> when you move him, then Princess Leia falls over and then we get into the fun of the hobby.
1: Indeed. So.
0: And this is why I don't do shots with multiple figures because of the domino <laughs> bullshit.
1: I like I also like scenes like this because you can almost play it out in your head like right his original caption was perfect because he says I think it's just shut up goldenrod and you know that the way that he's got 3PO position 3PO (laughs) is freaking out he's
0: like yeah he's giving him he's giving him fucking stats that no one wants to hear about or odds you know
1: you Never tell million. me the odds,
0: that type of shit.
1: Yeah. Like oh But man. you're but, right, yeah. Nick,
0: you said it again. And we always know when there's a good shot. When Nick, who doesn't do this, doesn't collect the toys, loves Star Wars, but honestly could give two flying fucks about the little plastic figures. But when you get Nick to say, I'm thinking about the story playing out in my head, that, my friends, is the goal we all want to achieve. Yeah. When people that don't do this aren't into it, look at one of your shots and go, I know exactly what's happening here because you have laid it out in a way that it is telling a story to me, even though it is a static image.
1: Yes. So uh, Darth Kikucho pulled that off perfectly with this shot. So at Darth, D A R T H, K I K U C H O on Instagram. Well done, sir. Very well thought out and executed shot. And that will bring us to the Matt Haywood pop shot breakdown of the week. Oh, so, no. Mattie. All right, Let us I'll, know I'll keep this got. quick
0: because we're about to set another record for the show. I know, and right? I don't know what, ne- remember, I never look at these before I'm live. So I'll be <laughs> seeing this the first time. I'm sure I'm going to have a negative reaction to it. Here we I go. I
1: don't know. This one's good, man. Oh, how? You're starting to get into some of the recent work usually, here. Yes. Usually I pull, I go way back. Like I go way back in time and I make Matt hate himself because it's a shot he took three years ago and he's like, oh, I could do so much. I wanted to pick something that all was right. recent, that was all fresh. Right. I appreciate
0: it. I appreciate it. Sometimes I don't need all that negativity, even though I'm the one that churns it all up. <laughs> right. yeah but
1: you do it to um, yourself for sure
0: (laughs) what we're looking at here is a recent shot of the uh, hot toys wicket which is a fantastic little figure Uh, i mean if you're a fan of the show you've been here longer than than a few episodes you know return of the jedi is my number one Uh, it's not because of the ewoks it's because of age and really the dynamic between luke and vader in particular their duel at the end it's that is star wars that is life thank you um, but anyways, this figure's fantastic. He comes. You could get him with the uh, rebel commando Leia. I have a few shots of her out there, too. The people sort of liked. But this one, Nick, actually, if you can see here, Instagram blessed this shot. This was a Haywood pop shot. And I, yes, I am talking about myself in the third person because I am <laughs> a dildo. This is a Haywood pop shot that broke through my usual ceiling of three to four hundred likes.
1: eight ninety
0: one. Not too shabby. Not too shabby for a Haywood popper. Uh, Simple shot, though. I've um, really since lockdown, I have reverted back to my old pop days of getting out using the ground instead of a table or dioramas, plopping these little shitheads down and trying to come up with a shot that doesn't look like I'm in my backyard in boring ass Columbus, Ohio, with a privacy fence surrounding it. Um, So to kind of add a little bit more to this shot, I dropped the trooper helmet that comes with them. I'm using the uh, figure stand decorations that came with the figures to bring in some of those ferns. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of out of place. Doesn't really make sense, but it does add something extra to the image. So I'll take it. You know, for example, why would there just be a random rock in the middle of Endor with ferns growing on it? I,
1: I will say. There s- wouldn't be. <laughs> similar, similar to the Darth Kikucho shot and, and all of the other ones that we talked about here. The little inclusions that you put in there, the helmet, the fog Mm -hmm. builds a story because now instead of just looking at Wicked standing there in the middle of a forest, you can tell this. This is a shot that happened after the battle on Endor was finished. He's walking away. From probably one of the fucking ATSCs that got knocked over. Smoke is billowing up hey, from Hey, look it. at this. I, I might have did something right. Nick is weaving a tail in his head, yeah. just like we've been talking about. I mean, this, this shot, the little inclusions make that story come to life. And, you know, rather just being a, a wicked standing there by himself, that helmet adds something, the smoke, the direction of the smoke blowing adds something, like everything adds up into this and you know like this is wicked walking away from battle after after i'll take it i'll take it and you know what nick did
0: i go outside with that idea in mind absolutely not you know how this shot came to be oh hey it's a random wednesday my dad's here watching my kids so i got some free time to myself i'm gonna run outside and let me grab uh hey wicked's i'll grab him and well leia came with him i'll grab her I'll go outside and literally I'm just looking at the side of my deck. Hey, there's a light ray. I'll set him down there. That's it.
1: Hey, hey, and then it's
0: like that's like um that looks kind of plain. Maybe I'll try to throw a fern in there and I'll drop the helmet and then I start to get in like like Nick said. Oh, it could be, you know, he's walking home after the battle. Yeah. But I think I do it ass backwards. I think people <laughs> that are good at this actually go. I want to shoot a shot that looks like Wicket is leaving the battle of Endor and they'll work towards that where I go, I'm going to throw shit on the fucking ground. And if it looks all right in my viewfinder on the camera, okay. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. I just did that.
1: (laughs) But no man, I mean, this is a, I mean like the, the ray of light was beautiful. I mean, so the, the, I assume that the flare that you're getting off the end of the, of the spear is actual like sun flare
0: that no i actually put a little flare and post okay. on okay i mean that looks, i don't usually do that a lot because it involves using the the fake photoshop thing i use more than i want to
1: i mean that I looks mean, organic though i mean i think that that looks really uh, well hey man you know blind squirrel perfect.
0: finds nuts every once in a while yeah. right Pat? i mean
1: i think that this is a beautiful shot, well worth probably. I, I suck worth at placing
0: flares. Like I, I, I mean, I would like to do it more, especially on Mando shots where you would be getting something off of metal. But for some reason, they just never look right to me, so I don't run with it. But uh, everything in here is is in camera. I mean, you got atmosphere aerosol. That is the sun. I, I use no loom cubes for this uh this is just like i said back to the basics yeah and sometimes that's when i have the most fun It's just when i go out there and i'm not stressed out about oh i gotta i gotta make it look like a fucking most icely cantina i gotta make it look like they're somewhere in star wars no you know what just fucking throw it down in your pine needles and pine cones and try to use your eye to make something that looks somewhat appealing and the thing um, is, I will tell you, the lighting to me is off. I mean, there's some blown oh, out really? fucking white light here. Like, look how blown out the whites are down uh, on the bottom right and up towards the, the mid-left. Yeah, and that, but that's like, a really bright panning, white
1: light. Like, if this is a panning shot of a movie and your camera is coming down like this, you're going to get blown out whites when you cross your light source. So, like, it, it's not yeah. like that I don't think that that detracts from the photo at all. I think that that and, you know, kind it it doesn't detract from it. It like it it gives you that sense of motion of like if your camera, if your video camera is moving like this and you hit that light source, you blow out like the light just naturally goes out.
0: I will keep that in mind, Nick, because I I get very critical, especially when I'm doing just sunlit shots of blown out white light. No, I'll 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 keep it in in mind because sometimes I worry about too much. Maybe I'll listen to you and it, it can look appealing and as you said, create some some sense of this is cinematic or, or motion. I'm just gonna yeah. leave it at that. Like I, I usually don't like to hear nice things said about <laughs> me, but I'm gonna take it today.
1: I will say that most of the time, like people who look at these I mean, I don't know if, if I'm like a unique case, but I don't think I am. I think that even with simplistic setups that don't require any sort of dios or anything that's like uniquely Star Wars other than the the focus itself. People's imagination will build the story in their head. So like Yeah, I don't doubt that. I've I think I've poisoned myself though. And a
0: lot of it is from doing the features, Nick. Yeah. I mean, think about how much or how many great toy shots I see on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. More than probably anyone else in the community. I mean, I'm talking I spend at least an hour a day just on the Star Wars stuff. And then at night, my personal stuff, I'm also looking at more toy photography for toy pops, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so I I think I'm suffering from a little bit of, I'm being oversaturated with some top notch shit yeah. that, that my own brain is
1: saying, if you aren't doing this type of stuff, you're not good. So what Matt is saying that we are now changing this, this feature section to the bottom five <laughs> star Wars artists of the week. He will only be featured. Yeah, I'm only gonna start shit. looking at
0: crap to where I feel like my stuff is way better, yeah. than it and, and then I'll just feel change, better about we're gonna myself. gonna change it to the
1: bottom <laughs> five. So this is the last top five for a long time. I hope you That's guys right. have enjoyed the segment. No, you know what I mean, though, right? <laughs> yes, I mean, no, I
0: if you just see excellence all day long, you're gonna start letting that bleed into your own life, and you're gonna be more critical of your shit. You, you know, I, I'll look at a, a Lima Four pose job, and I'm like, well, fuck. I can't do that. I need to do that. But I don't want to do that. So now I'm just not going to shoot toys. And there we go. Now we lost another day to do some art. So, oh, well, that was a fun one, Nick. I didn't get too depressed about that. Yeah. Uh, But you know what this means, my friends? It means next week's episode, we're back to fan critique time. Uh, We have a lot of submissions to go. But if you are listening and you didn't submit a shot the last time we put out the call for uh, fan toy photos or fan star wars are to be submitted for a critique please do so through instagram yes and we'll get you into the queue but next week during this segment it's not going to be a matt top one it's not going to be a shit on matt or in this week it was kind of a blow matt segment i'll take it mm-hmm. next week will be a a more poignant critique of a fans submitted shot
1: yes so looking forward to that. I think that did you see, did you see what Greg said. Yeah, he I might said get we're going to start featuring the not top five. <laughs> <Yeah. and> he, <laughs> Look, Greg, those uh, those two shots, those two egg attack, like stylized shots you put out recently are actually really cool. I like that. Well, I'll
0: tell you right now. And this is just a personal preference of mine. I am. I'm probably never going to feature a, a filtered shot.
1: OK. That's
0: just me. Just, no, that's know. totally
1: fine because it's not a. It's the, like you sh- I. I don't think that you should ever get to the point. In what you're featuring, that you pick something that you think that I would like.
0: No, no way. Yeah, I, no, come no. on, Nick. I mean, I don't like you that much. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm the I'm the narcissist here. I think everything <laughs> I do is right, the right way. So of course. Yeah. So no, I do. Uh, I, I truly pick what what moves me. I mean, there the, the the I'd say the biggest battles I have in my head when I'm doing the daily features is when's the last time I featured this person? Have I featured them too much? Or have I forgot about this person for a while? Do they need featured? Yeah, uh, that that's really the biggest debate I get when I either pass by a pretty good shot or decide to keep it for featuring.
1: Yes, that's how it should stay. All right. So that's the end of the top five. That's the end of Matt's Hey, would pop shot breakdown in the end of our hey show. Now.
0: we did it. We did it. We didn't do a full show go. of hey
1: nows. Hey now,
0: hey now, hey now. But we did do something. Uh, we set another record, and this was after we consciously tried not to take as much time at the start of the show, just shooting the shit about daily life when we were talking about the Legends mode added to Ghost of Tsushima. It is what it is. I guess we like talking about this shit, and I guess we really like talking about it with all of you that joined for the live stream, so I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan. I had a good time. We just spent three and a half hours bullshitting about bullshit. That's, that's a good day. That's a good Tuesday, right? It's better than work. Now we just got a lot of work to do after the fact. That's what happens when Matt takes a full day, or at least a good chunk of the day to play Star Wars Time. He then has to start playing Professor Time but either way as nick said it is time to put this episode to bed 133 is tired as in matt and nick are tired Uh, but we got to do that dance first we can't just leave you hanging if you are a new listener or you are a loyal listener and you still have not subscribed to the show you need to get your happy ass over to StarWarsTime.net. From there, you can look at all of our other content, the content that usually comes up on the show. But you can find our subscribe links for the audio-only versions of the podcast, which is on iTunes, if you can even call it iTunes anymore, you can't, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Android, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, Deezer, whatever the fuck that is, but we're there. If you just want our RSS feed to kind of poke through some of the XML, we got that for you too. There are no excuses for not being down with the Star Wars time show. But seriously, we need more. I am the Lord of Hunger. Feed me. I need more Star Wars fan souls to make me feel good about myself. Is all the time I dedicate to this nonsense worth it? Let's be real. Let's be real. But while you're on StarWarsTime.net, if you don't like the audio shit and you don't like uh, or you would prefer to maybe look at our stupid faces or get in and tell us that we're stupid, you can join our YouTube community. Just scroll down the page a little bit. It's on the sidebar there right to the right. Star Wars Time on YouTube. Click that subscribe button. If you click that button, I'll tell you what, people, you won't even have to subscribe. When the YouTube channel pops up, it will already subscribe you to the channel. All we need you to do is check that little alarm symbol so you get notifications. Yes, I know it sucks that YouTube no longer sends out emails, but you will get notified on the YouTube mobile app, this, that, and the other thing. (sighs) Just come on. Come on. There's always time for Star Wars time. I know this. Nick knows this. Apollo Ape knows this in the live stream. Why don't you know this? Get to know it. StarwarsTime.net. Listen to the show. Rate, review, like, comment, sub up. Do all the stupid shit we have to do these days on social media to appease the search engine optimization gods. We speak all your names. Speak ours in return. Because if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force will be with you. Always.